they did there, make I'm starting that, now. <laughs> they did make that gremlin kind of sexy. Like, I, it was... Well, you could do an intro of, like, hey, so we already started talking about the gremlins. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I've... Damn it! We should have started. We, oh, yeah, ago. we should have. Don't Sorry. worry. I will, I will. I will digress into anything. Perfect. So. Yeah. Cool. Hell well, yeah. we're starting now. Okay. Good. Sexy gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you, we we were really just digging into gremlins too. Yeah. yeah. And how sexy that gremlin was. A new the batch. one female gremlin and how it arrived yeah. and how they all sat in a room and they were just like, we should really define her calves. That's sexy, yeah, right? That's that sexy. was the thing that I noticed that like it wasn't the boobs and the Botox lips. It, you know, there wasn't really Botox then, but like you know the, the pronounced the the, yeah. the calves on her uh, are like really like that takes years of a workout <laughs> it's like i don't know i guess calves were like the the in the 80s like you know there was boobs and that was now the we have butts but back then it was calves yeah it was like big like thick calves and well yeah she had thick calves she was a, she was thick with it she was a gremlin. It. it was just so odd that I got. I just got to watch that movie again. Yeah, it's yeah, because like there is parts that are kind of scary with that spider one and the noise of the spider, like that noise yeah. that would happen when the spider was spiders. coming in. I like don't they either. terrify me. I'm, I'm not scared either. of anything, but I'm scared of spiders. Yeah, I don't like those. I don't. I don't like. like I will scream like a little girl no matter what. So, but yeah. I have been bitten by a black widow twice, so that's part of it. You have? I have. Scarlett Johansson bit what? you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I never heard anyone doing it. Well, she was one. running a house down the street from me. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, was it Westlake? Hey, yeah. <laughs> but no, I uh, when I lived in the Santa Clarita Valley, um, I had one in my dorm room that we tried to catch, and it disappeared. And then I got really sick, and I didn't really know why. It was like afterward we found out. But then yeah. I moved to this house, and like, you know, I moved in the first day. There's like a scorpion under the kitchen sink, you know, and oh, there's just like it's it's caked in black widows. They're everywhere, like the male ones and female ones. And I was like, oh, if they don't, you know, don't bother them, and they won't bother you. Uh, no, I, I got so <laughs> ill, and you could see the bite marks on my abdomen, and you could see like the red line going towards my oh, heart. You know, really? Oh yeah, and like I called the doctor and stuff, and it, it basically it just makes you really, really sick for about three days. Like I would get to go use the bathroom, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but it does. I mean, it probably like you know down more in South America. I'm sure it like kills children oh, and small yeah. animals. But like a full size adult, I don't yeah. think the venom is that strong. They got mutated so. spiders and 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 like. So South these lake America. spiders oh, over like here, a, they always like. I mean, I yeah. get spiders on my balcony all the time, and I'm like, ah, those are know. the worst. Because you get it, and then they're just like, nope, you got my brother. Oh my <laughs> god, they are so resilient. Yeah. I will spray every like kind of deterrent whatever and they don't go away yeah they, they don't yeah i don't back. yeah that's places like that like like, like australia like 90 percent of the things walking around australia can kill you it's terrifying yeah <laughs> like, i really i like the desert but and then i i remember like you know the fact that i had a bobcat hanging out in my backyard and like you know you can't own a cat because the coyotes are all around and like Dude, that's a real you know thing there's the scorpions like. everywhere the spiders and the snakes oh the snakes um it's just you know like anytime i think about moving back out there i just remember how deadly the desert wildlife yeah. is and i'm like was- i kind of like living in a condo in ohio because i don't have to deal with anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, how can you deal with that it's so cold i'm like none of the things you just mentioned are here mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen <laughs> every once in a while a deer will run across the street that's about that's about as dangerous yeah. the wildlife gets I'm yeah like, you're Whoa. not cleaning a snake out of your pool no 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 no, no, no. 
Yeah, that would. I, I think the the scariest one that I, that I remember, I think, it was one of those like uh, seventy two things that'll kill you. I saw it on Netflix or something like that. And there was this guy. Most likely, this was in Australia, and he was a ranger. Thank God, because it's the only reason he survived. Yeah, he was bit by a snake. He saw what kind of snake it was. He knew immediately what it was. He knew he was fucked. Yeah, and he's like, but I can't. He's like, I was twenty minutes from. I was a twenty minute uh, like walk to my car. He's like. I had to calm myself down because he knew as a ranger that if he ran to his car, his heart rate and his yeah. blood would start going and the the venom would go through his uh, his body faster yeah. and then he would die. So he had to, knowing this full well, he had to keep himself calm and casually walk to his car and drive himself to the hospital. He's like, most people would know that they'll freak out, they'll start running yeah. to the car and they'll die in three minutes. What, what do you think at that point to stay calm? We were, just oh, like, we were just like, oh, yeah, man, I love dandelions. Thank God I didn't hit that dandy. <laughs> Thank God I didn't step on those dandelions because they're a beautiful part I, of yeah, America. If I, knew, if I had the knowledge of that, the whole time I'd be like walking my car going, fuck, 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 yeah. fuck. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, yep, okay, this is hurting. Yeah. <laughs> I do know how to suck snake venom out of someone. I, is there? How I, do you do I it have other than... uh, first aid training, so. <laughs> and all, and can, all the things. Can... If, you, if you ever get impaled by something, don't remove it, number one. Okay. I actually did know that part because don't yeah. remove it. Yeah, thank and you. I know how to suck snake venom out of wounds. Okay, I, have you had to do that? I have not. Is there any way to describe how you can suck the snake venom out? You just don't like. You yeah. don't put your mouth on those. Like you just make sure you don't swallow it. Oh, okay. It's kind of like it's like tasting wine. It is. You like you you taste it. Maybe maybe your gums get a little numb and you spit it out. Spit in a bucket. Yeah, yeah. Snake, snake spit bucket. That's what you got to well, do. Good. Well, now that we've unpacked all that, let's go ahead and introduce our guests. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've covered gremlin and snakes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Arabella Proffer. Thank you for coming. We Thanks appreciate it. Um, I don't. Re- I think it was just like a rabbit hole that I kind of just came across your profile. I actually know what it was. I think it was on that old Faces of Cleveland thing is where I found it. Oh. Um. Which, a, am I a face of Cleveland? According to them, you were, yeah. It was your face. Yeah, it was my face. <laughs> your face on it. That's how I found you. Then I found your art page and everything that you're doing. And then when I reached out to you, you said that you also, now you're an author too, because you just recently released a book? Yes. Um, I actually have several. I did um, a book of my portraits, and then I did a couple of books called Girls, where it's like my drawings of sarcastic basic bitches <laughs> and the Strong things that basic mall. bitches say. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I put my leggings in the dryer, and oh, I cracked my iPhone again. And <laughs> sorry my car is such a mess. Yeah. <laughs> West 6, I'm never going back there again. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a couple of books of those. And then um, I also did The Restrooms of Cleveland, which is probably my most well-known one because the lady at CVS was like, can I ask you a question? are you the potty lady? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I am. Because I did like a whole, like, I, I was like on every morning TV show with that book. So it was cool. so funny. Um, and yeah, so this one is called Lips, Eyes, and Hair, and it's available in the libraries too. Um, and it's like portraits and figurative work I've done for the last like 20 years that maybe a lot of people hadn't seen or that was in a group show. Yeah. Um, even stuff like going back to college. And that was put together while I was going through chemo and radiation because I was like, I need to have something that has all this work in print because I didn't know how much time I had and I just wanted it for posterity more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it turned out really nice. And um, also I think it just like gave me something to do because 
um, I was going crazy just like being sick all the time. So, um, yeah, so it's like I I could have had so much more, but it's got like 75 paintings in it. That's cool. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Are you a philanthropist? Is that what the philanthropy is when you do like two, two kinds of art? I don't know what philanthropy. I was just like, no, you're a I think that's when you're like, I just don't know what a philanthropist gives money. Yeah, to oh, okay, organizations and institutions. Oh wow, I thought it was like philosophy. Philanthropists, they make that seem like really oh, nice. I, I, I'm trying to think of what word you're thinking of. I, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm what lost. happens? Like you just like author, you know, like artist. I I didn't know if that was like Renaissance lady. Renaissance. Let's a, go with that. It's Renaissance not a philanthropist. Ma- a Renaissance <laughs> Madame philanthropist. It's okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll Google that together. Yeah, we'll, later. we'll figure out what philanthropy means. One, I'll go back to school. No, no, no. I know it. I, she, I I'll, assume I'll, he does too. I'll it's go just ba- you. I'll go back to school. I'll go back to Tri C. Do two more years. I don't think you have to do that. Just Google it. I, you don't have to. No, nah, I gotta go back to school, man. Right, go ahead, I gotta go Rodney back. Dangerfield this. Cool. Go back. <laughs> gotta go back. Go back to school to learn that one uh-huh. word. It sucks if yeah. they don't bring up that word in two years. Uh-huh. I need to go back to to learn that word and also figure out a better relationship with my son. That's what I gotta do. That's going back to school. That is back to school. Yeah, they have a diving team. Oh, <laughs> God. I got to watch that one now, too. I just got to rewatch that one, too. I've I just seen that in years. I just want some respect. Yeah. <laughs> Oingo Boingo, playing your party that your rich dad throws you. Yeah. That's how I discovered Oingo Boingo. Actually, I, I already knew of Oingo Boingo from Weird Science. I just didn't know that was them, mm. which was an amazing band. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Never, never listened, but I like the name. Oh, yeah. They're Oingo You've Boing. listened and you just don't know you yeah. have. What's it's like one the of those song? Things. Is it like one of those movie songs? It all, well, also the lead singer and guitarist is Danny Elfman, who's done like every Tim yeah. Burton movie score and then like even some other random quirky stuff. Like, you know it when you hear oh, it. Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. <laughs> the, the, that guy's... His, oh, okay, I know Danny Elfman. He's, yeah, he's his, a legend. Uh, yeah, that guy's body of work is... you. Yeah, you know his word. It just you just maybe just don't know who he is. Yeah, but I bet you've heard the song "Weird Science" before. Oh, is that the song they made? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love "Weird Science." Yeah, it's from the movie "Weird Science." Which I remember great... my mom taking me to see that in the theater, and she was like, "This movie is so terrible. I can't believe you made me go to this." And she said the same thing about um, "Coming to America." What? And oh my she God. said, and then her French boyfriend took me to Beetlejuice, and he was like, "It was the most terrible movie I've ever seen." <laughs> All three movies are like. Those are amazing movies. They're like, uh, you know, everyone, kids now, they love those movies. They've yeah. like gone on into, you know. I can maybe be a little lean. I can maybe Beetlejuice is maybe an acquired taste, or yeah. but the Coming to America. That's come awesome. on, that's an amazing movie. Yeah, and she thought Weird Science was really bad. I'm like, but it's really bad on purpose. Science yeah, is amazing. It's so funny. Oh, and, the, and the part where he goes to the blues club. And oh he starts God. talking in a bonnet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yo, man. Or, his, or like he he's starts like, talking a scat. He's like, yo, man, come over here. I got, I got some people you want. I need you to meet them. You yeah. Know, like, he's like talking just like, mm, yeah. get his mouth out. He's like, that's the truth, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so <laughs> fun. That was, imp- that was improvised. I was, I was, was it? I read up. Yeah. Oh, God. That that's... scene was like mildly improvised. Like yeah. he was just like, just talk. And he was just like, got into a random character. And then everyone started going with it. This is great. I, yeah. I'm going to have such a great. Like, I know. I don't know what philanthropy week. means, but I know that scene is improvised. That's okay. It's I better, geeked out I, because the dude. I, now I don't. I don't know his name, but the actor who plays Robert Downey Jr.'s buddy, who, who's the other bully. Yeah. Like I like he would go to the same coffee shop that I would go to in L.A. and like I would see him just like really. And, and I, would, cool. I would I would I would just geek out and I always wanted to talk to him and be like you know because he was also in Thrashing and I just wanted um, to be like I really Street. liked Nightmare doing this he was in but the I just I felt like a dork. Was oh, yeah. Second, yeah, he was in the second Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. Freddy's Revenge. Yeah, 
I forgot about that guy. Yeah, yeah I don't he's remember just like his a name, taller though. version of Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. is. My favorite scene from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the one he was in, was the dude was like going to his girlfriend, the girl who was like likes him, and they were like making out. And he goes, I gotta go. And then he went into his buddy's house, that guy you're talking to, he like went into his room. He goes, I need to sleep with you tonight. And he goes, Go sleep with your girl. And he's like, I want to sleep with you. I'm scared. And then he got his buddy murdered. That guy died. He killed his buddy. Yeah, yeah. Freddie popped out of him and killed yeah. him. What a terrible night. Yeah, it was an awful night. Oh, and man. they went back to the party. <laughs> that was the last one I liked. I didn't like the rest of those. Got Then it got really, really campy. But I thought the first two were cool. Oh, I like, I like that. I saw that one that was in 3D. Oh, that's a bad one. Freddy's dad. Is that Freddy's dad? Yeah. Oh, I didn't one. even bother. Yeah. i like, there's no way that's good. <laughs> that's how you find out he has a daughter and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one was rough. I actually just watched one recently for Halloween. I, like, binge watch all of them. And I did. That's the worst one. That is totally the worst one. And the remake's pretty bad, too. I didn't think the remake was bad. I thought the worst one was the one where he was in space, but it was hilarious. Oh, that was Jason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason X. That's the one that I binged yeah. the Friday the 13th for Halloween. I, I watched all those again because I do like those movies a lot. Yeah. And the Halloweens. And the Halloweens. Yeah. Sorry, I told you. We can really just get off. Yeah. We just, <laughs> like, yeah, interview? Nope. Oh, no, uh, not at all. Cinephiles. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, how many books have you done? And yeah. I really want to get into the bathroom one again, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, that would be five? Five? Yeah. So the yeah, let's go. Let's the the bathrooms of Cleveland. What was the it called? restrooms of Cleveland? The restrooms of Cleveland. I'm shocked you don't know about this because like I thought for sure that was probably why you were having me on. No, it's no, like no, the one I, that I, everyone I, tracks me down for. I get emails about it every day. Really? No. I actually um, pitched uh, Chronicle to take it on and expand it because. I can't deal with doing mail order and putting it out again. And yeah, also, yeah. I meant for it to be kind of like an object to art. Like, I meant for it to be like, it's here, now it's gone. And, and like, like, I sold like 600 copies just myself. Like, it was never on Amazon. It was never on any site other than my own That's for crazy. you to get it. And it just went crazy because everyone knows someone from Cleveland, so yeah. they all oh, yeah. got it as a gift. <laughs> Man, I want a party. <laughs> <laughs> what a great gift, too. Yeah. That is a 70, I think there were 77 locations in that. What? And, oh. and, and if a Chronicle comes to me and says, yeah, we'll do it, like it could include all of them. And I think I had like close to 400 photos. Really? And, could, and then I've, been still, I've still been doing it. Well, not since I got cancer. But, um, well, no, I did do a bathroom baby Two weeks ago, I took a photo of one. But anyway, yeah, I've, I've been still um, taking photos. And, like, I have a hashtag on Instagram for people to contribute to. Just hashtag restrooms of Cleveland. Um, I like really janky ones that look like they haven't been renovated since the 70s. Yeah, okay. Like some Brady Bunch style Like, bathrooms. they need to have character. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to the Duck Island bathroom? Oh, yeah. Many, <laughs> that, many, 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 many times. That's the first one I think of. I was like, what's an interesting, shitty bathroom, Duck Island? But it has to <laughs> photograph well, too. And sometimes okay. they don't. Um, yeah. Some of my favorite ones actually don't photograph well. But it's been interesting because I started it, like, maybe four years ago. And, well, maybe even longer. And, like, some of the bathrooms are gone now. So I'm glad yeah. I took photos of them while they were still around yeah. because the, either they've been renovated already or, like, the place got shut down or whatever happened. Yeah. Um, like, like Skidmark Garage, that um, motorcycle place, like, they're moving. And so I'm glad I got a photo of, you know, their crazy bathroom. Yeah. And the east side, right? That's on the east side, Skidmark? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I got photos, like, for, you know, 
history and posterity of, you know, because I I had this theory, you know, one way to understand someone's civilization is to look at their restrooms. Yes. Mm -hmm. I very much agree with that. Did you check out Joe's bathroom yet? No. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. (laughs) We just redid it. So you made it. (laughs) You're like, well, fuck We just redid it. Though there is one very distinct character is that, uh, and we're still dealing with this, is that we put a new sink in and then, um, like a day later, my wife comes downstairs. She's like, go upstairs to the bathroom. And the door doesn't shut now. <laughs> the seat comes out too far. We didn't, didn't even think about it. Oh, so, um, shoot. So you have to actually, like, when you're in there, you have to first, you have to really kind of, you have to turn the knob and really pull. And then to get out, you have to do the exact Twist same thing. It open. It's always interesting when guests come over because we don't really tell them or forget to. And then there's in the bathroom. Just, like, try not to bang the door. Just try not to ruin it. the seat. We're like, you just, you just have to push it, man. So My yeah. brother and I renovated my bathroom, and then I needed a handyman to finish it off. And and I asked for like a new door and a new door frame and like he put it in crooked and then like it's still not finished. And like just dealing with the handyman, like they just leave, man. They just like they're like, I gotta yeah. go get something, I'll be right back. And then like two <laughs> days later they text you, like, when's a good time? You yeah. Know? Like, and you're like fuck? two days ago when you were here. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd so, you like, leave your Gatorade bottle in my bathroom? So, like, <laughs> I still I still have stuff that needs to be done and I want my door, I want the whole thing like fucking redone because I hate it. And mm-hmm. He put in the exact opposite of the kind of door I asked for mm-hmm. and all this shit. And, like, but it's, like, then I got to hire someone again who's going to just, like, keep disappearing. And, like, <laughs> you know, I need you to write me a check today. Like, yeah. you know, fuck you, dude. Handymen <sighs> are the worst one-night stands. They really are. <laughs> you don't even get laid. <laughs> they just make a mess of everything. Because they're working on, like, eight different job sites. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, but we redid it so that it's a black bathroom. Oh, okay. How nice. nice. Goth is a goth. A little bit, yeah. Okay. It looks more Gothic. like Lower East Side in the late eighties. I would oh, say. Okay, okay. I can't. A bit of a CBGB. Yeah, a bit of okay. a CBGB thing going on. Yeah, you know, I don't know the Duck Island one. Now that you mentioned, it stands out. There no. was one. It's not in Cleveland though. It's in Akron, and the bar is gone. But it was this place called Cooper's. It was the last place. It, it was like one of those bars you could still smoke in. Um, like 2008. <laughs> like, no, this is like smoke. recently. <laughs> like they, oh yeah, like little kinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you can still, you know, they're just like, you know, they're still ashtray. Like these don't care. The thing I remember about the bathroom, and it reminded me of this movie with Danny Glover and Jared Leto called Switchback. Uh, and the bathroom is just completely covered in pornographic image. It's just porn. Just yeah. naked women. That's all it is. Like Buku de Papo. Oh, that's like at, um, <laughs> at Boardwalk they have that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 not even... It's clearly just somebody was sitting around cutting these out of magazines and just taping them on the wall. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like that well done. It's like a, t- it's like a teenage boy's uh, bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's just exactly like that. The and best like, one I went to recently was at uh, a tiki bar called the golden tiki in las vegas and it had the uh like a fake exhibition on the history of the penis yeah and it had like an actual voiceover playing on loop yeah (laughs) and then all the the wallpaper had like tits and cocks and all kinds of stuff are you guys planning these names what were you said the golden tiki yeah. The golden PP. What was yours? Cooper's? Mine was Poopers. Cooper. <laughs> I thought you guys like no. planned this. Like, it's just all talking about bathrooms with easy It's just all working out. It's just all working out that way. No, but, but then it's, so it was funny. Like I, when I was working on this project, like I mean, it got rid up about and seen before it was done. But like then I started getting um, people inviting me 
to their places to take pictures of their bathroom. Like oh, yeah. one bar like didn't hadn't even opened yet to the public, and they're like, get in here and take a photo. So like also, I mean, it probably helps that like I'm you know I used to be like a really big town drunk, and like all the bartenders in town <laughs> knew my ass from like every happy hour everywhere. Yeah, a lot of bartenders know me, but yeah. yeah. So then like they you know they caught on and like but um like Stone Mad they actually sell were selling copies of the book. Really? So cool. Um, yeah, so it was interesting, the people I met just through doing that book. That's so funny. <laughs> people that have a lot funny. of strong feelings about bathrooms, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of, that was a need. People like want to shit on bathrooms, and you're like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also just... just like from a record-keeping perspective, like, you know, a friend of mine was trying to do a book about old nightclubs in Cleveland, but there's hardly any photos because back then no one took photos at clubs, you know, because yeah. you felt like a dick when you did it. Yeah. But even like photos of nightclubs, like in the daytime or whatever like no one got pictures of the bathrooms like no one gets pictures of the bathrooms anywhere yeah it's like very rare that you find a picture like from 1935 of the bathroom at blah 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 restaurant or at this hotel or at this place whatever so i was like i felt like i'm i'm filling a need here yeah and i was doing it from all like churches retirement homes thrift stores you know, bars, restaurants, uh, auto garages. Oh, yeah, my, my mechanic. They were like, can you take a photo of our bathroom? I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be an honor. Yeah, it'd be an honor. I even did sure. one at the Cannabis College. Like, Do you really want to use a bathroom at a mechanic's office? Well, it looked, I mean, it looked like how yeah. you <laughs> thought it would look. That's for sure. Um, the, can- <laughs> the Cannabis yeah, College. Head, yeah. how that would look, yeah. <laughs> the Cannabis College was really disappointing. That was, like, really sad. And actually, I took a photo of it because of how sad it was. Yeah. And then there was the really scary bathroom at the one company I worked at that was, like, in this old building from the 1800s in Lakewood. And yeah. it's, like, the most terrifying-looking bathroom <laughs> ever. Like, it's so scary. You see, there. like, the good and the bad. Like, But you're, like, you take it in more because you're, like, an expertise on the bathrooms yeah. at this point. And, and it has to have some flavor. It has to have some character. Because, like, yeah, I Not went to the Not too much Ritz. flavor, if you know what I mean. I, you know, I went to the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> I went to, like, all the, like, nice places. And, like, all their bathrooms, yeah, they're really nice. But there's no... They're, like they just look at like any nice bathroom anywhere in the world. Yeah. Well, it's like, almost no like character. it's almost like mm-hmm. mechanic bathroom. Even before you go in, you're like, I know it's gonna be nice. It's the Ritz Carlton. Yeah. So what yeah. you're talking about is, you know, like maybe going into like side quest or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, cool bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like you said has character. Cause say I, I did not go to that mechanic's bathroom, but I, I already know what it is. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll hold it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. A calendar bathroom. Yeah, a calendar. Part of, part even of the though ceiling caving in. Yeah, a calendar know, from like, 2007. Yeah. <laughs> An aerosol can that's mostly gone, but they yeah. won't get rid of it, and no one uses yeah. it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's the mechanic. And I write, like, little, some of them I wrote little snippets or thoughts or stories about certain restrooms that I've had adventures in. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever been to Goodnight John Boys in the flats at the disco bar now? No, it's uh, they, they, it's like all set. So it's a disco. It's a disco like like nightclub thing. It's just like the dance floor is like all those like bricks that are like change colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have couches around them, like seventies couches. Oh, there's a big disco ball. There's a. It's not seventies unless you have a big ass poster of Barrett Fawcett. Like it's that type. And they have like little like like rug, pa- like not paintings, like rug uh, pictures. So uh-huh. You can like touch it. And I'm like, whoa! Touch the furry wall, you know. 
Uh, but their bathroom is actually really Wait, nice. Wait, a rug picture? Yeah, like they have like like picture like frames. Like framed, but it's like fun fur. Yeah, oh, fun okay, fur. Okay, fun, okay, okay. Be, yeah, it's right. fun fur. You know, like from Get Him to the Greek, touch the fuzzy wall, mm-hmm. touch the fuzzy wall. Yeah, like they had those, and it's like '70s style. And yeah. their bathrooms. I was in. I was there a couple nights ago. The bathrooms are pretty solid. I had, I took a comfortable uh, urine. Oh, I love it. You know, like, I looked at. I was like, this is pretty comfy. Like it looks like a home bathroom. It was just like bigger though, because it was like you know. Yeah, I love a bathroom so, with a couch in it. That's that's classic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a couch. When in the I bathroom. see a couch, I'm, I'm like, fuck yeah. So when I was a, when I was a teenager, I used to party at Chuck Berry's house, and I had to use the bathroom there a few times, and I'm sure a lot of things happened there. But I just had to pee, or you know snort my drugs or whatever the fuck I was doing. But he had fun fur, like, shag carpet in every room of the house, and it was a different color. Yeah. So it would be, like, hot pink in one or yellow Uh, in one. And and then, like, he had casino carpet in the the living room. (laughs) Is that style coming back? I think it is. Like, I would totally get a house. Like, if I bought a house and I would, like, if I had the money to, like, retro it, like, 70s style, I fucking would. Oh, right? Yeah, like, I would too. Yeah. Or like future, like what are those, uh, have you guys ever been to the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan? Yeah, yeah. They had the future house? Yeah, oh, we went recently yeah. actually, yeah. You guys just went? Yeah, you went in the future house then, right? Yeah. So, have you been in the future house? No, I've seen pictures it's of it. so, like that's, because that's like, well, I don't know, when was that made in the 50s? So it was like kind of like 50s era? But then it was like more futuristic based off the, that, that, I, mm-hmm. from what I recall of like what that place was. Oh. But I don't know if they had, a, did they have a bathroom in there? I don't remember. They had to have it's a house. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I mean, yeah, I would maybe think, the outhouse yeah. still in the fifties. I'd be a real bummer when you finish like building that house. Yeah, you pee in a tube. It shoots it out. <laughs> That'll be here one day. Yeah, it's like an airplane piss. Yeah, and <laughs> just falls. just drops out. Like, what's that puddle? Let's let's all go mud it. Nope, no, it's not Woodstock. Don't. <laughs> That's piss and shit. So what, uh, what, um, you've lived in a bunch of places then, I assume. It sounds um, like it. I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then when I was 16, I moved to Laguna Beach. Okay. Um, luckily, before the reality show. <laughs> and I would say, actually, most of the student body were rich like that. Um, it was a lot of, like, surfers kids and hippies kids. And, like, you know, there used to be a trailer park in Laguna Beach. And I just went there recently. Two of my classmates lived there. Yeah. It got bulldozed and is now um, a five-star resort. Oh, my God. That they built. You know, it's like only now has it become like yucky rich people, whereas like Laguna back then it wasn't as much. Lauren Um, Conrad ruined it for everybody. (laughs) It kind of did, actually. (laughs) There were like actual punk rockers at the school and everything. But so I I lived there and in Dana Point. Then we moved to Dana Point, California. And then I moved to. Go to Cal Arts, and so I was living out in the desert, up in Santa Clarita, and then yeah. I moved to Hollywood after that. Oh, okay. And oh, I was in Boston for like two seconds, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, um, <laughs> Boston. That was helping you move. Okay. To come be with me because <laughs> we we got engaged like in thirty six hours. It was Hell crazy. yeah. Um, and so, but but he had already decided he wanted to move to California, so that helped. I I helped it. You helped. <laughs> but so yeah, and then um, moved to Cleveland in two thousand four. Okay. What uh, what made you want to come to Cleveland? Um, Other so, than the lack of desert things that can murder you, and, and, yeah. getting, and getting sick of Chuck Berry's bathroom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whole new city of bathrooms. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, my husband and I started a record label called Elephant Stone in 2002, and the two of the first bands we signed were actually from Cleveland, and so we came to visit and. 
the editor-in-chief of Alternative Press at the time was a good friend of my husband's. And we just, like, started getting sick of L.A., and it was starting to get really gnarly when the transit strike, the grocery strike, and the governor recall all happened at the same time. (laughs) And I actually took the subway to work, and suddenly I couldn't, and now suddenly you have to go shopping at the Circle K, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be your governor. (laughs) Just just crazy And, like, I think I finally just had, like, a, a, like, Michael Douglas and falling down moment where I called him at work, and I was like, can we just move to Cleveland? (laughs) And that's kind of, we, we, like, sold all our shit and drove because the our friend Rob, the editor-in-chief of Alternative Press, was like, hey, I'm in a band and my wife's in a band and we're going on tour in Europe for like a month and a half and we've got four cats. Do you want to just live at our house for free for a month and a half till yeah. you like figure your shit out? And so that's what we did. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, so we came to visit one more time just to make sure that we liked it and yeah it was you howard the duck did yeah <laughs> I, well, the, hey, i'm glad you I everyone in la was like did you throw a dart at a map did you smoke crack what yeah. the fuck's wrong with you <laughs> all this stuff you know yeah. and they they also cannot tell the difference between columbus or cincinnati even still to this day they're like my friend arabella lives in cincinnati i'm like no I don't. <laughs> nope. yeah, everyone's columbus, like, those columbus. are all three basically the same they city. just like yeah. to say ohio because you know yeah they well, don't good. know. Good. I'm glad. That is funny. Yeah. I think people do have that reaction too. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, and they, my boss and everyone was like, oh, you're going to come back. You're going to come back. And I'm like, nope. And then anytime <laughs> I do go to visit, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it is kind of nice. And then by like, Day eight or day ten, I'm like, nope, never. Yeah, as yeah, soon as yeah. you're stuck in traffic <laughs> on the freeway, you're like, no. Nope. That's for me too, because like we've been to New York probably seven or eight times. I love visiting New York, mm-hmm. but I would lose my mind if I left, oh, if I live there. Yeah, I'm like it's too crowded. It's the same. It was the same thing with me. Like my my second visit there, I was in the back of a, a, a car with uh, my two buddies. We were on our way somewhere. I don't remember. And. I, was, I remember looking at the GPS because it was mounted on the phone. It was like a mile and a half away. I'm like, cool, here we go. It took us like an hour and a half to get there. Because yep. <laughs> we got on the highway. I'm like, wow, it's really backed up today. I'm like, is, oh, is there like an accident? Like, no, it's just it's just normal. <laughs> I was like, I just, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to, I certainly wouldn't have a car. I would not be yeah, able I was to. About, I was about to bring that up. It's. Could have walked there and had a couple of oh like yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's and now we learn from that. We're like, all right, so now when we go there, we just make sure we get like an Airbnb in an area that has a lot of stuff that we can just spend, you know, because even just going to like you know Dog Brooklyn to Manhattan can be kind of an event. Buddy, will you come up or stay down? I don't. The door sorry. The door somehow opens, and then you just hear dum dum because my wife is upstairs and. Rudy, and they'll go to the door, and then they'll scratch on the door, and she opens it, and they're like, oh, it turns out I want to go back downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Just open the door again. And then Roscoe, because he's 17 years old, takes him forever. to Every recording has that that it's, sound. That it's literally happens every episode. Yes, of like a large spider going down the steps real slow. Yeah. And it's Roscoe. And spiders. <laughs> yes. No spiders. Yeah, no but spiders. Now, so all my, you know, I, most of my friends in LA, like, you know, you, miss, you do miss out on opportunities professionally and stuff, so that kind of sucks. But, like, they're all broke, and they all, you know, yeah. struggle to make ends meet. Pretty much, unless you're really rich, you know, it's yeah. just, I, I don't know. I, I, I like not having that stress anymore. Because, yeah. I mean, I was working and I was DJing on the side and booking bands. And I was trying, you know, I was doing 
like group shows, but not actually selling a lot. So it was irritating. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a couple that have that come and gone to New York, uh, went there for a little while, which I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything wrong, especially if you're younger, all of them were younger, like, I'm just going to go there for a little while. They all came back. They're like, I never had any money and I have destroyed my credit. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to move back to Cleveland to build it all back up. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much drinking happens in New York? Like I'm saying like, like walking to one place to another, how much illegal drinking happens there? You wouldn't know. I don't know. I would assume I, that there's like plenty. Because like Los Angeles, like is everyone drinking? Because Cleveland, not that many people are like drinking on the street. Even like the homeless people. I'm, I'm just surprised. used to New Orleans I'm, where it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> New like, Orleans is like my second home. So <laughs> <laughs> you think I can have a beer, walk in the fucking subway? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like what? Because it's pretty much New York or uh, sorry, New Orleans and Las Vegas are pretty much like two places where just no one gives a shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Cup, you could just if you're drinking a beer at a bar. You can just empty it in a cup and walk yeah. out and then walk into another bar. Yeah. yeah. I used to constantly, like, my friends would be like, come on, we're going to the next place. And I'd be like, hold on, I got to finish my drink. And they're like, bitch, go cup. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's legal. I, that, that was probably legal, I don't know about everywhere, but during COVID, like, we had that. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I th- honestly, I... I, I don't know if we talked about it, like, on a Did it cut episode. down on, like, tomfoolery, or did it make more tomfoolery? I, honestly, I think it will, because where we were, like, in, like in, where we were at the time, like, I don't think people were, like, fucking around as much. I think everyone was so scared. There's, yeah. like, yeah. oh, the, the, little, the little comfort of I could buy a bunch of tequila from the bar and put it in a little bag with a straw during the summertime. I'll fucking do it. I don't think it caused tomfoolery. Yeah. But I think that's still around now. I don't think they got rid of the law. I don't think they did either. I think it's one of those things where they just, it just got lost in the shuffle, so now it's still a legal thing. It, like, I can yeah, still have a I don't think anything cup. happened during 2020, but... Maybe it, Justin ex- Bibb can make sure that it's on the books for good. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> he will. I thought that's what he was <laughs> running on solely. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, it, like, I'm not Frank Jackson. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also a good slogan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Frank Jackson. I used Jackson. to do uh, transcriptions for journalists, and I... You know, I had to listen to some interviews with him, and I don't know how anyone even stands being in a meeting with that man. No. I don't know how he was mayor twice. I no. just don't. <laughs> like, like he would bring an assistant with him to every interview to rephrase questions because he, like, couldn't comprehend regular questions. It, they it's... had to be rephrased to him. Like, he just, he would admit that he was stupid. He would, <laughs> like, it was no. just amazing to it's me. It's apathy. You know, I, I think, like, like, with mayors, it's just, like, I, you know, I'm from Akron. We had the same mayor for 30 years. Um, and he, I would see him in bars like at yeah. night, yeah. like at, like two in the morning. Well, like, Frank oh, Jackson the had the the niece that lived with Anthony Soul, which yeah. no one, and then like mm-hmm. that horrible family, the grandson and everything. Yeah. I was yeah. like, dude, like what the I, hell? I actually party. Who's our, who's the mayor now? Justin Bibb. Bibb. Justin Bibb. Bibb. He's like younger, right? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I partied with, he was at that, I went, when I went to Goodnight John Boys at Disco Bar, he was there. Oh, cool. He was partying there. And then I was with my girlfriend, and because I watched the Browns game like a month ago at this bar, uh, this bar Tommy's place in uh, Rocky River, right? Oh, yeah. So we watched the game, and I didn't realize I've partied with like two people of like like Cleveland, like mayor or like secretary or like whatever. Mm-hmm. There was another dude, like yeah, he was running for like some position. And this dude, I mean, like five of his buddies were all in suits, just chugging fucking whiskey. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen because I've never seen like a politician get drunk. Oh, I got, God. Go I to smoked pot yeah. with a guy <laughs> running for like a uh, circuit court judge or something like 
Uh, he was running for for judge. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I did sh- shots with Tipper Gore. That's right. Tipper. What? <laughs> I did. Uh, not shots. Um, car bombs. Sorry, did car bombs. Sorry, with shots with Tipper Gore sounds do like a. That sounds like a band. No, she, she didn't do the car bombs. Like she had awesome, a wine, but she that's was like an watching awesome punk band. I would yeah, totally shots buy with that. Tipper Gore. Yeah, she shots was watching us Gore. do the. the, the a lot of this stuff is very bombs. funny because everything you just mentioned is weird. Like it happened yesterday. Like I was walking down the street with beer. Like drinking a beer <laughs> last night. We, we left, uh, where the hell were we? We were at the Kenilworth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. We had just, we, we went to Georgetown with some friends and we got some food. Uh, overrated, by the way. Super overrated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was not, not super. The place is really packed. I've never actually had food there. I've gone there a bunch of times and had like a drink because I really like their little patio. It's, it's nice to sit there, but. Yeah. So we left there and we're like, all right, let's stop pretending we're high class. Let's go to. <laughs> but at the and I, I recorded it too because my friend and my wife, well, Carissa wasn't it, but my friend uh, Lindsay, she was the the waiter. She's like, can we get two car bombs? And the guy's like, yeah. And she just kept looking at him. He's like, oh, you're fucking serious. <laughs> so, so we're like in the middle of Georgetown, and these two are like, they didn't even know how to make them. Oh, like I'm the sure. guy. Oh my god. The guy like brought over. He he gives him gives him two cans of Guinness. I'm like, you're supposed to. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you didn't bring Bailey's at all. Like they're like, no, we don't do that here, you weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking them through it. You're not they, supposed to do it anywhere. No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're really not. <laughs> you, do it, you, do you really should do it on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really the only time you should be doing uh-huh. it. And, and then, an Irish yeah. funeral. <laughs> then we left. Uh, yeah, then we left there after they did the car bombs. I was like, all right, it's probably time to go because that was weird. And then we uh, we went over to Kenilworth, and we were in there for maybe five minutes. And we're like, let's go. Let's just get out of here. This isn't really – I don't want to be here. Scene. It's way too fratty and just just way too much. Oh, yeah, I, you're I talking Kenilworth on a on – It's a, fratty? Oh, yeah. It was super fratty. Uh, on the see, weekends. I was a day drinker, so <laughs> – Oh, yeah. oh you're talking the one right behind. I saw a completely corner. different crowd at that point. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. no. That's like uh, you're talking right by around the corner, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right, right, right by like, the Avenue Tap House. Once, like, once 8 p.m. hits on Friday, Saturday. That's what it is. That's when like everyone that's like, we went to Ohio University two oh, years that ago. That whole area. Yeah. That's I it. went they, to. And I have my hands up. That's how they do it. Like, I went to get, go. what was it? Insomnia cookies, and like I drove around there, and I was like, what the fuck is going down? Like there were people vomiting in the streets, and like girls crying. Like that you know, area kind of looked like a shit it's, show. It's, it's like, year-long flannel season. Yeah, over there. That, <laughs> just, that area. Once it, because like we're places like, like yeah, like yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> like I like like I, like West End. I like that bar. I like eating there. But like yeah, once you hit like nine o'clock, from Kenilworth all the way to around the corner. It just turns into like a fraternity sorority mixer. Yeah. It's it's who just, do you it's... know? From, who do you know from Kent State? Oh, you don't know yeah. anybody. Okay, that's fine. I don't just <laughs> want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, and they all talk like that. Yeah, my yeah. little sister talks like that. That's all it was, and then we're just sitting. I'm Sorry. like, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, we're too old to be here for sure, and <laughs> I don't like anyone here. Even though I haven't spoken to anyone, admittedly, but I don't think we. I don't think I'd yeah. like them. So let's leave. <laughs> so our friend just grabs all the beers and just puts them in her purse, and we all just walk out Hell and we're yeah. walking down the street with beers. Hell yeah. So you yeah. still do it. Yeah. I mean, you could always have done it, but right? Like, oh, you should. How for illegal sure. is it? <laughs> oh, it's super illegal. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be doing you it. You can do it. We were walking down a dark side street, so I think yeah. we were okay. Like, can... I wasn't walking down Detroit, like, yeah. crushing beers and throwing them. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, we were down this dark side street with no and no one's coming down. It's like Fear like... Factor. You could be on the show, but do you? <laughs> do you want to be on Should you? Do you want to eat, like, testicles and shit? Just no. to move to the next round. Yeah. You're good. I love Maybe you said don't. something earlier about like there was a um, like people in clubs aren't taking photos like when, like back mm-hmm. in the day. You're like because no one you know you're not 
no one's gonna take a photo when they're in the club. You look like an asshole. Like, yeah. yeah, it's all that people do. Oh, now. I took, people are yeah. taking pic like like those. Uh, what are the the the, the a boomerang? A boomerang. People were doing boomerangs in Kenilworth last night. I'm like, <laughs> what are you capturing here? This place sucks. <laughs> but they're like, oh my god, another amazing night with Tabby. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they took like more video. I don't know, I don't see too many videos because because I was born '94 and I always wanted to know. Like once I hit like 18, I was like, it's always a nostalgia thing. Man, I wish I lived in the eighties. Yeah. And everyone that lived in the eighties was like, You didn't miss much. <laughs> like that everyone says that. And I don't see like videos like people or like even like too many pictures of people like at nightclubs or like anywhere like that cool. It's usually the just like at houses. Most I've seen is like there's actually quite a lot of footage of like the Blitz kids and that whole scene in the eighties in London, like okay. um Boy George and Yeah. Yeah, like like the the whole new romantic scene, there's actually a lot of footage of that. Um, but then you know, once rave culture started to hit, like you know, there's no photos there. And like yeah. where I, you know, in Detroit, like raves were really like, you know, like it was more than just like you had to get something like an invite from someone from someone who knows someone. Like they would do hardcore stuff, like get a piece of metal. With like a you know with like a metal stamp and then like you know you had to put that on your keychain and then like you know a month later you would exchange it for like another piece of metal with like you know a code and then you <laughs> yeah. call the phone number that's on the back and then you get the that's cool. location and it was like crazy. You was know? that when the did the rave the rave rave started in like what the early nineties in Detroit right? No, way was earlier than that. Eighties oh, okay. in, in New York, but um. Well, Detroit too. Um, I went to the first legal one in London, and that was in '92. But I had been to a bunch in Detroit. Like I, like I went to the one at the Packer plant. That's probably what gave me cancer. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, it's just all these places that were like, you know, because there's so many bombed out buildings, you could do oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't hard. Not like today, where like anytime there's a bombed out building in these major cities, it's like, oh, make condos. Yeah, condos, uh, condos. We gotta tear it down. Got or gotta launder that money for the Ukrainians. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah but all those Ukrainians from the suburbs want to move in somewhere. <laughs> well, the Ukrainians the own all the, the uh, what the office space in downtown Cleveland, don't they? I think so. Yeah, and now like none of it's still being used. There's they, a lot that's still not used. Yeah, they yeah. they will uh, redo the lobbies and spend all that money, but then there's not a lot of tenants so. yeah. yeah it's a lot my, my buddy offered me a job he's like yeah i'm at this office uh and i was like he's like dad downtown office i'm like oh cool so like i was like how's the job he goes yeah i just like looked over paperwork and at the end of the shift on my first day the boss came over gave me 50 bucks an envelope and i was like is this like a walter white like <laughs> is this a walter white thing owning a owning a car wash he's like what do you mean i was like it sounds like a money laundering scheme Getting he goes no they envelope. just were appreciative that i came to the office on the next day he's like yeah then he gave me another 50 and i was like this sounds like a period this sounds like a like a drug scene like <laughs> you're not yeah. selling drugs but like it's obviously like let's give rid of this fucking money we're oh, they're keeping them off the books for sure yeah so like, here's 50 like, bucks here's like, I, I guess that sounds okay. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like I'm not doing anything illegal. Like, I'm not I got doing $50, anything. So, but job sure. security. I'm yeah, just like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but wait, how long did you DJ? Oh, let's see, maybe three years. Where'd you DJ at? Like all over? Oh no, just um, this club called the Bigfoot Lodge in Los Angeles. Oh okay. And then like, you know, did stuff around Cleveland just a little bit, but. No, what, what, what what music did you DJ? Um, I like to play a lot of. Like early '90s shoegaze, um, a lot of goth, 
stuff and then um like psych- new psychedelia as well oh okay that's cool how were the see how was the crowds like hmm. i mean they're because at bars so it's like it's, yeah. like, okay. it's oh, okay. like it's not like a big it's not like oonce oonce yeah 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 oh yeah okay. it's just like comedy i was like yeah my first two years of comedy it was just me going to bar shows <laughs> that's all <laughs> yeah. it is like people don't got it people don't understand that about like like a lot like even like potential like People that want to DJ, people want to do stand up, people that want to do a lot of these things, um, they don't understand that like you start at the bars. Yeah. Like, you start working at bars, and then if you get, and then you end up getting on other st- stuff just by like you know like who you know or like you know it's 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 a lot of it is luck. Like it's super talent, but I've seen some killer. I've actually seen some killer DJs and funny ass comedians at bar shows, and I don't see them move up. Maybe because they don't know the right people or something. But a lot of people don't understand that. They want to get into it. They just think it's going to be like glamour. Like you're immediately doing like a club, like a dance club or like a comedy club or anything. It's like no, you're probably going to be hanging out at karaoke bars for well, a minute. When you start I knew a guy out, who yeah. was like a DJ at the Viceroy in LA, and he actually did do like some big parties and stuff like that. And he was um, a bellboy at. A hotel yeah <laughs> you know he starts out though you, you kind of like it's like when you start when you uh first play in a band you know the yeah. the, the first show is awesome all your friends come out and you're like oh my god we're already playing we're playing this bar but there's like 200 people here we're awesome and then your friends are like all right we came because we're your friends we don't really like your music yeah so then it starts kind of chipping <laughs> away they stop coming and then you're playing yeah. and then they stop it's coming. a pipe dream and then you're playing in bars to seven people yeah. this you is have a to... thing a lot of bands don't under people who who go into music don't understand and like so with the label like we i we did have a band who one time the the keyboardist legitimately asked like so when are we going to be in rolling stone yeah and i'm like that's not how that works (laughs) Um, but it's like so one band that we we put out there our problem was like bands would always break up right after we released a record because you know of course um but one of them kind of broke up because they went on tour and like yeah they were used to like playing locally where everyone would go ape shit and then like now you're in a town where no one knows who the fuck you are and five people come out and so like the, the two guys in the band just got so deflated from that they couldn't handle it and so mm-hmm. they kind of they just broke up the band because they couldn't deal with that yeah. and i mean every band i know that was successful it's like you go back to that town cuz then they tell their friends yeah you know and then you do whatever you can to like you know hype it and then you go back again like yeah. it, hit, it hit their ego like way too early and like, but you're, nowadays, you're, not, you're, you're too new to have an ego yet <laughs> well that's too unfortunately and it, it's just amazing to me the people who oh god that, you're never too oh, new to have an ego that, oh, that, that i know for sure that's My true goodness. but i'm saying when you should have an ego like if jay-z had an ego when he was selling drugs he would never be jay-z he'd be like man fuck i'm the best coke dealer in the city yeah you know <laughs> Yeah, you'd want to be number one in something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like, a lot of these people don't understand that, you know, you were going to maybe be at the bottom for a while. Like, uh-huh. and, and it is a lot of luck, too. But, yeah, the the touring thing, like, I mean, even bands who I think now are really successful, like, one of them I think are very, very successful. And yet they, when they're in town, they sleep at my place. And they said, you know what? We only come out ahead on tour because of our t-shirts t-shirt sales are how they cut come out ahead financially Mm -hmm. and they're on like mtv in japan yeah and they're touring europe and they're touring around russia and like all this stuff 
and they have an agent and they have you know what you think is all that but you know they 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 lease their van out to other bands they have an llc so they can make some money that way it's so insane it's It's just all merchandise yeah oh yeah it's crazy you can't download a t-shirt yeah Yeah. (laughs) when you think about those uh, t-shirt online when you think about some of the like there are some bands that you might recognize from like the u.s because they tour the U.S. and everyone's like, ah, whatever it is, what it is. But then you find out that they're like really big in like Belgium. Like they're, yeah. they have a number one record. Die Antwerp was like that. They were really big. Uh, Diane, you probably don't know Diane. You know Diane. Yeah, Antwerp? I know Diane. Yeah, they were like, they're like, I forgot where they're big at. They're big in like Germany. I well, think. they were or, like, pretty big here at, for a while. But... Yeah, they were like into like, but I heard like Enter the Ninja. They had this song, super weird, cool song, right? What? And I was like, who is this band? They had like millions of views, and I, I, I didn't know anyone that listened to them. And then you oh. see them like selling out like, festivals in other continents. Yeah, it's they insane. they did um, Coachella, and they were pretty big here. Yeah, they they played um, at the Pavilion. I remember my friend went to that show. But yeah, like you know, we. Um, friends with the Brian Jonestown Massacre. My husband's known Anton since like, you know, early, no, maybe like 2000. Uh, more 96. 96. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. And then uh, the guitarist is a really good friend of ours. And it's just so funny. Like the last time they played Cleveland, like, you know, they texted like to come hang out and we went for a sound check and I see this big bus and I'm like, you guys have a tour bus now? <laughs> what the fuck? You know, I was so used to, for like 20 years, they had this Winnebago. And then yeah. now they got to the level where they have a bus. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but they're still playing the Beachland, you know? Yeah. So it's like. Uh, I love the Beachland. <laughs> I was actually having this conversation with a comedian buddy of mine, my buddy Mickey Genosi. He, he, like, he, we're at the, there's this Cleveland Comedy Festival that was at the Odeon uh, last weekend. And, and we're talking, we're outside, he's hitting the ball, I'm just a good friend hanging there, watching him smoke weed, because that's the type of friend I am. Um, and he was like, yeah, dude, we can't get rid of, like, we can't stop doing these shit shows. And I was like, not like the festival, but he was like, yeah, like, shitty, like, mics. And I was like, why do you say that? And he was like, yeah, because, like, you see, like, people, when they move up, they forget about it. And their material is still good, because they find their audience. But there's a, they, they miss that little part that made them, Right. And he was like, I think we should keep doing shitty shows because it humanizes us. And I was like, I agree. Unless I'm at Dave Chappelle level, I'm not going to do like an open mic with like six people. You even know, he, like even I, he does I, that I, though. I, I yeah. mean, he, he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll still, he'll, like, he'll just pop into a club somewhere in like Columbus yeah. or, and just do a set. It's the, weird. There's this comic, Mark Norman. He's like the, one of the funniest comics today, right? Like he's been up and he's always that guy. He's up and coming and he's always like more and more. He's very respected in the comedy community, like all around. And this dude headlines hilarities. He goes on tours all the fucking time. And then you'll see on his Instagram story, he's like at a mic with like 15 people. And he goes, yep, this is fun. I made it. <laughs> and just like having fun it. with it. And it's like, it, it's like kind of like the, you know, I, I, I like that idea a lot. Just kind of like not kind of like you can eventually, it's not a priority anymore. But like if you got something to say or like you're going to play fucking music, like just fucking go out and do it. Because that's, that's what you love doing and do it. I saw Agent Orange play in my boyfriend's basement yeah. <laughs> in 1992. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? people fucking love music. That's why. That's amazing. It's not someone doing it for a fucking paycheck. They're like, I want to fucking jam out. That's amazing. I mean, Springsteen's like the boss, but yeah. But he, yeah, yeah, he's he for the people, to, but he's the boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Springsteen. $500 oh, my goodness. So I went yeah. to go see... see... about the working class anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like... I get the point if he... Every month, if every couple months he would just 
play a secret bar show to stay true to his roots. Yeah, yeah. Foo Fighters just did that. Are you sure you don't want the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> we can, like, you, it's, it's totally about her. But... A little high and chiming in. Oh, yeah. A little high and chiming in. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we uh, went to see Billy Idol, and it was amazing. And we were like, you know, right, like this was in Las Vegas, and we were like, you know, right up at the front. His son was there heckling him, and it was great. And then we decided we wanted to go see him again, and they changed the venue. And then suddenly tickets were $400 that's for the front row. I was like, are you insane? Yeah. We, and uh, then, and, I mean, yeah. that's more than like Depeche Mode. And Depeche Mode yeah. tickets, I'm sorry, are really ridiculous. And what year was this? This was like two years ago. Oh. Right. We saw Billy Idol right before the pandemic. Right oh before my. the pandemic. But, I mean, but, I but then Billy the $400 tickets are now. Like, him. we were just there. And, and the first the, time was like 70 Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck? But like, I, it just annoys me that these bands, like, and like Nick Cave has really ridiculously high prices. Like, but then I can go see The Damned or Jesus and Mary Chain for $30 or less. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, especially because I like going like, to shows, but man, sometimes damned. it's. How is it I can see the dam for 30 and yet Depeche Mode are like 250? Like, yeah. why? Uh, it doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense. I get why. Kind but, of? I, it, but it's like, why would you, though, yeah. to me? It's sort of big, and then all of a sudden, yeah, so you're. Yeah, it's that's mm -hmm. that's taken me out of a lot of shows that I was really excited about. When then, like after the fees and everything, I was like, "Do I really want to do this?" Yeah, it's we just did uh, uh, Iron and Wine last week. Uh, They played at the Cleveland Art Museum. Uh, He played at the Cleveland Art Museum. It was awesome. It was a great, great show. I'm a fan. I like him. But I mean, all said and done, after fees, it was like a buck ten a piece, and I was like, man. This better be a fucking great show. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be, I'd, and that was, you know, it was like, you know, she wanted to go, obviously, and it was kind of like a birthday present. And I was like, but still, like, I, I've done that before where I've gotten far, far, and then I'm like, I can't find any good tickets. And it's like 50. And then the fee is like 70. And yeah. then all, all in, everything, I'm going to drop two. Two two fifty, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. I, yeah. I miss the days of going like, to see a show for twenty five dollars. Yeah, like, like good, they need to good. sit on my lap and sing to me for that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I do. I get to get on stage and do a song with yeah. you because for that much, I should. <laughs> but like that, that is why I do like uh, Jacob's Pavilion because still like a lot of good will come through there, and it's not crazy expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen some really really good shows there. The most expensive thing there is just the beer, but that's any like yeah. any show yeah. like that. Oh, I get ripped up before. I go. It's a yeah, yeah. Classic yeah. move. Bring the flask. No, we yeah. saw Leon Bridges there uh, right before everything closed on. It was an awesome show, and that wasn't expensive, and it was packed. You know, I, I they, they can I feel like they can still make money doing that. I mean, that play he packed that place. I don't think the tickets were more than forty bucks at the most, which nowadays is a cheap show. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just. Uh, yeah. But hey, we're not gonna fix it tonight, guys. No, we're not. We can't <laughs> fix it. <laughs> I went to go see a show. It was three bands for. Eight dollars at the Happy Dog, so <laughs> and apparently Happy Dog pays their bands very well. So, yeah, I th- there was a comedy show that happened at Happy Dog, and they uh, it, it was everyone was very happy with it because there's there's some comedy shows where like like local ones what I'm talking about is some of them are really good, but then you know like they'll sell tickets for like ten bucks, and then you'll be a sold out room, and a comic will do ten minutes and get like ten bucks, and it's like okay. Like, yeah, yours is a like, yours I, is a racket. I man. pay people out like if I if it's like five dollars a ticket and I like sixty four like it's, I have a venue Dina's Pizza, and like if if uh, like 
I'll sell like five dollars a ticket, right? And there's sixty four people that fill it out, right? So what I do is I take like a little production fee out for doing all, and then I start. I pay the headliner first. I pay the headliner. We agreed the agreed amount, or if we made more than I thought, I'll give him a little more. Pay the feature, pay everyone. But like, if you're doing like ten minutes, like I'm giving you like twenty five bucks, and that's in like that doesn't happen. Like I've done ten minutes at sold out shows, and I've gotten like ten. So I'm like, okay, if I'm paying people more than what I get paid, then I'm doing a service, right? Like I think that's how it. it but you know, I don't even know how it's like with music, but I could assume that it's you know starting off music is probably Shoot. the same shit. I mean, yeah. Now, I remember one time I paid out a band like $50 and that was like the lowest I had ever paid a band at that point from that venue and I remember walking up to him being like you guys I'm really sorry but the bar like didn't do that well tonight and there wasn't a lot of people mm-hmm. so here you go that 50 happens, bucks yeah. and they were like oh my god this is the most we've made all tour <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they were doing like you know a west a small west coast tour you but felt they were like, like shit and you actually made their fucking Yeah, I made their, their day tour. apparently so, yeah. cuz <laughs> they were like oh yeah we played this one show we only oh, got man. like this that just we, uh, a shitty yeah. artist get paid early oh, dude, on everyone for, just for takes sure. advantage of them I did a um we put on comedy shows every once in a while too like that the podcast sponsors we did one at this place the bottle house which is pretty close to yeah here. and um <laughs> i remember i had the money ready like i was giving everyone i think 60 bucks yeah and there were like seven comics but i mean we'd already sold like 150 tickets so i mean yeah. it was i i don't care everyone's I, doing 10 minutes no that's yeah i remember yeah. you told it to me i was like yeah that's fucking awesome how much you're like six fifty sixty i was like oh, yeah. okay yeah. one of the comics <laughs> I, I didn't know one of the comics, and he, he walked. He didn't know who I was, and he was talking to I think Morales, another one of the comics, and he was just like, "Do we get like a drink ticket or something?" And Morales was like, "Oh, just get your money from Joe." And I hand him the envelope, and sixty. He's like, sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "This is amazing." Like, yeah. Oh my god! I don't know what I'm gonna buy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was <laughs> because like, the I mean they these guys do shafted. like a lot of times. We'll do a show like if they have to drive somewhere to do a show and then get gas, they actually lose money going to the show. Yeah. Like if the comedies are, I assume music is, is is very very similar, but comedy I know just from the things that Brian's told me and just being the show. I mean, the, those are rough. Yeah, you know, we've interviewed a couple comics too where they're like, yeah, I mean, is it any different in Europe? Because I know it's a lot better for bands in Europe to tour because it's just like you're treated better. The venues have yeah. like little hotels or B&Bs attached to them. They I've like feed you. They know. like, it might be. you know, and, and all that stuff. So I don't know if it's any different over there for comics or. I, I would, I don't know. Actually, I don't know too many comics that have actually done Europe. Like, like professionally. I know people hmm. that like, I know people that love have, have come to Cleveland and like done it like two sets and two nights. And they like, I knew this one dude lived in Germany, but I mean, he's on the coming up. He's like doing like, Mike's, I don't think he makes money. I think it's just a hobby that he loves. But I, I, I should have asked him that. That's a really intri- intricate question. Because he ha- he's had to done, like, cause, because what happens at, like, clubs over here is, like, it's probably the same with music again, where it's, like, so, like, hilarity is, like, they'll have, like, a headliner. And the headliner will usually bring, like, a host or a feature. Not usually. Something, like, it depends. But other ones, they'll be like, yeah, no, I'm just coming. And the club books locally for the, usually books locally for the, for the guest spot, like a guest spot and a hosting spot. And maybe they, they usually bring a feature, but the, the club usually brings a local comic to like host it or, you know, like something yeah. like that. 
I don't know where I was going with that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if the same with music. I mean, I don't know the same with music. I don't know. If, I think like what bands just randomly meet each other. Same with comedy too. But I, I think a lot of. I, I think it just depends. I think some bands will take other bands on tour with them, or yeah, or uh, the label will put them together. Yeah, oh, okay. just because they're both under the same umbrella. I think it just varies. Okay. Yeah, that seems more constru- constructive than comedy. Comedy's like, yeah, I'm bringing yeah. my buddy Dylan. <laughs> he opens for me yeah. in New York all the time. He's well, other ones 15. too. I think other bands too, just because like I think it's easy. You know, with social media, they can coordinate their own little mini tours too. Yeah, because I think Ryan Hardwick does that too with his band Last Gasp. I think he does a lot of the the, the booking himself. Yeah, I think it's just easier. It's to more independent. I don't. Know, I'm Help assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, everyone is supportive, even though there's shit and all of like like in every scene, like there is like drama and like all this little shit. Everyone is pretty supportive though. Of yeah, each other at the I, same it was time. pretty easy. I think to coordinate stuff with other bands if you were like-minded yeah um it was funny we were watching um another state of mine and seeing mike ness organize an entire u.s canadian tour with a payphone and zines (laughs) was just like amazing i'm like kids today don't know (laughs) oh yeah man they're like how did you used to go to europe and do stuff and things and i'm like well we used to write these things called letters and you actually you would say something like i will be at this cafe on november 17th at 5 p.m and it would be lovely to see you and and that person would show up yeah Did, did a lot of people not show up though at the same time no Oh, okay, that's what's different. We're all flaked. This generation, no one, flaky. no oh, one flaked super back flaky. in the day, or if they did, it was rare. I don't I'm know. like half and half, where I've had a cell phone half my life and not the first half. Yeah, like even my nieces, nephews. I'm like, how did you and your friends like get together in high school? I'm like, we were really good at planning. Yeah, because yeah. if I called your house and you didn't pick up, I didn't see you until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you until we went back to school. Yeah. Like that's just the way it was. We'd be like, hey, we're meeting at this place at six o'clock. Everyone be there at six o'clock, and yeah. we all just showed up on time. Yeah. You guys have it too yeah. good. It's I, too I, easy. I like them. I know people that get ghosted on dates, like nowadays. I sorry, it sounds mean. I don't like it when they get ghosted, but I like how it's like, it's like yeah, he didn't like. That's one of my basic bitch girls, by the way. Ghosting is so rude. Yeah, yeah. It's like now they just don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <Ghosting is> so- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't benefit anybody. But like, I just imagine like getting ghosted like before cell phones. Like that had to have fucking. Ah, uh, that had happened to me a few times actually. It that was, was probably way worse. It was worse. fucking weird. It was yeah. Fucking weird. It's just like I keep calling your house and you keep not picking up, or you keep not calling me back. So. All right, that fizzled out. <laughs> yeah. Did the mom ever? Did the, like the mom or dad ever answer the phone? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it was. You like, could hear him in the back, like, "Tell him I'm not here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember one guy called me then, like three months later, like, "Hi, I know I've been a real jerk, not calling you back for three months, and just when it was so obvious, he just wanted to get laid, you know." And I yeah. was like, "Bye." After three months. Yeah. <laughs> Screamed out by her dad. Oh, <laughs> getting man. screamed out by the dad. That's a real thing, man. That was, or if she had brothers, man. My high school girlfriend had brothers, and they did not. The like second me. you pissed that, the second you pissed her off, like they, you'd they you called them like, hey, what the not fuck, Joe? Like me, man. What was I'm a funny like, story? You have a funny story about getting uh, yelled at by a brother or a dad? I have multiple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that wasn't my... like an isolated incident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened all the time. There is the. No, they just opened the door. But like, yeah, she'll be right down. I don't like you. <laughs> like, cool. Well, I don't really know what to do now. Because yeah. that was before, that was obviously before, because I was, when I, like, 
probably like 20, I was 19 and 2014. That's when I really started going on dates, right? Like, started dating. I had like a couple high school girlfriends, but didn't do anything. Because we were just kids, just like, it's like, yep, I'll kiss you. Whoa, that was intense. I don't, I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Started going on dates, and that was like when Tinder came out. So, like, all I'm doing, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet you at the door. And every time, I would, I would, my dad was like, meet, go to a girl's door if you're going to pick her up. Go to her door, knock on the door, meet the parents. But the, the girls I was going on dates with, I was just like, yep, I'm on my way. I'll be at the door in five. She's like, I'll just be outside. I'm like, okay. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did one of those girls too. You did one of she those girls? She was just on the porch when I pulled yeah, up. Yeah, just wait. She's like, like, don't, don't meet my parents. Go inside. My <laughs> dad's going to hate you. See, I didn't know if that was the same. I didn't know if that was happening back then, but now I do. Oh, yeah. that No, that 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 definitely happened. Yeah. There were some where like the dads or the brothers were, were okay, but others, yeah. I remember my high school girlfriend like, dated for probably like a year. I mean, I think her brothers still hate me, and I haven't seen them in 30 years. <laughs> I, I just I just think they'd be like, I don't know if you knew this, but I never liked you. <laughs> I'd be like, I was aware. Thank you. Yeah. It was really good seeing you. <laughs> Tell your family I said hi. <laughs> that's insane. No, that's a real thing. But yeah, yeah, you're right. That that was You're like a special forces like soldier, because like, you had to navigate all those waters. It wasn't like a quick text and then yes, and you're like, boom, date set up. Yeah. It wasn't like that. Yeah. You had to get the number. Then you had to, yes, it was like calling an office, and there was an office manager, except the office manager <laughs> fucking hated you. <laughs> He's like, don't and, come in today. <laughs> And, and I'm like, hey, is uh, so-and-so there? And they're like, no. I'm like, ah, I, feel, I feel like she is. Yeah. I'm like, well, she's not. Do you want to leave a message? I'm not giving it to her. I'm like, I'll just try again. Thank you. <laughs> but that was it. And then yeah. you have to go pick her up, and then you have to navigate those waters, and you definitely brought her home on time. And then you're like, my God, I have to do that all again next week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do the same thing. How uh, Have you always been into art drawing painting or is that something that developed uh no always i apparently when i was like two years old i drew a picture of an eyeball with a landscape in the iris and then it was like she's a genius and <laughs> yeah. art 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 and yeah like it would have been very disappointing for my parents if i had become like a regional manager of a sears or uh, like an accountant or like just any kind of you know because both of them were authors and publishers and like those are the kind of people that they always hung out with. Sure. I mean, like my first art opening I went to in New York was when I was like five. And I'm still friends with that artist to this day. Really? That's cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's always been really important in my family and in my life. You had an artistic family, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I like that because... Uh, a we lot had crazy of, a art lot of, in the house. <laughs> a lot of families are opposites. Like, no, like art's fine, but keep that as a hobby. Like, art's dude, a side hustle. A lot yeah. of families aren't like supportive of like creative adventures. No, like, they I, say I knew, they are, but I knew not. I was going to go to like film school or art school by the time I was in seventh grade. Like, I already had that planned, you know. Yeah. So, um, most people, yeah, they they like don't know what they want to do when they go to college and all that. And like, I already was like, I know which school I'm going to already. Yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. I always envied. That's <laughs> also something basic women say, though. <laughs> basic girls, like, I've always. But I, no, I, you're not. No, obviously, I always but. envied because I knew people like that growing up, and I always envied them because. I mean, I'm still not entirely sure what I want to do. Well, and, but they just, I mean, they knew. They're like, I'm doing something in this creative realm. So I don't know what, but I know that I want to do that. It's just, it's. I know I, they're like, I know I can't be a, a regional manager at Sears, like you said. Like, I know that's not a life that I'm going to have because I can't have it. Yeah. Like, I, I know Except what I'm going to do. I, you do need a, a 
part-time job or a job teaching or something of some kind because yeah. paintings don't pay the rent because yeah. <laughs> even when you do well even still it's like amazing how like it like we were talking about um galleries take 50 percent. i don't know if people know that oh i didn't know that um they take 50 percent. some galleries will do a 40 60 and those are very very nice galleries so to sell stuff you know since the internet and everything being able to sell directly to my collectors that's been great um i do have a few galleries that do actually earn their 50 percent, but a lot of them don't um and those are still like people still support like i'm not i'm not gonna diss on it because i don't know about it but how, it's that's pretty. Is it just the way it's to, always like, been to move on from that, like to sell it independently? It's it, it, that seemed like that'd be pretty difficult for me to like support an art gallery at that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not shitting on it, but yeah, like thinking logically, I was like, that's rough. So like, how did you do that for so long? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really or was don't. it just because you just since it was never really any different, you just yeah, kind of knew wasn't. that going into it, so you it, were already it, kind of like prepared. You That's had how to be was. with the gallery. Yeah. Like, you really yeah. had to be, and it, that was tough. And and it was, you know, a lot harder to get your stuff seen by a lot of people, so, you know, you didn't have the internet for people Instagram. to find stuff and or Instagram, yeah. for that matter. Well, yeah. that's because I was combing through all of those paintings that you posted there. I mean, and it's, I mean, they're really impressed again i've always been impressed by something like that because i've never been able to do anything like that they're oh, thank you they're yeah. they're i mean they're yeah. great they really really are no one would have seen them unless you got a show in a gallery yes yeah. exactly which is why i know that you know which you is why like you know they're not they're important still but like now you can like diy and and have your own gallery show well a lot of people did that in the 90s too they uh sort of like guerrilla art gallery shows. Um, and there were still some of those going on in the 2000s in L.A. a little bit. But um, I feel like it's a lot more common now. Um, and it's a lot easier to do, like, promotion for it or any kind of marketing. Oh, yeah. Um, and keep your own money. That, like, if you, like, I mean, it, it is kind of annoying for me. Sales that I orchestrate, then the gallery takes a cut when they didn't. Yeah. do the sales because some people who run galleries they're just like oh you just you know throw some nails in the walls and get a cute logo and whatever but it's like they don't know how to actually do sales yeah um they think like the art should just sell itself and that's not always the case it's not that's not fair to the artist no it's not um or they don't you know try to develop your career or whatever. It's just like, oh, you were in this group show and your painting didn't sell. Oh, well, bye. See you next life, whatever. That's crazy. So, um, so at a young point, you're just like, like when you're when you're like selling your paintings, everything, working with galleries, you could be like, okay, someone either cares about like my future or they just own a building. Yeah. Like you could like kind of pick that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. And there's been a I lot of like crazy stuff with like, you know, where they just don't pay their artists and it goes yeah. on forever and people ignore yeah, yeah. it and no one says anything because they don't want to get in trouble. And then like, you know, they'll spend thousands of dollars going to like Art Basel Miami and it turns out like they're in debt. And then like, like I know one guy actually went to jail because he took artist money and dabbled in the stock market and lost all of it. <laughs> And then, like, terrible. I actually had a painting stolen by a gallery in Australia that stole a couple other painting, people's paintings. And, like, I only found out about it um, through another artist who was like, all right, I'm breaking my silence and telling people about this horrible gallery. Yeah, and then yeah. it turned out people who bought pieces never got their art. 
that they bought. Like, so this person was fucking over collectors, too. And, like, went and bought a fancy car. And then, like, I guess employees turned up to the gallery and it was shuttered and locked. They were locked out. Like, it was crazy. It was, like, all over the news in Australia. And so they have one of my paintings still. God damn it. It's it's weird because, man, it's crazy that stuff like that. I couldn't do that. And then there was a guy, like, he had this gallery in San Francisco. And he was doing Art Basel and all that stuff. And everyone thought he was, like, hot shit. And he was, like, showing... You know, some major street artists and stuff. And then, yeah, it turned out he wasn't paying his employees. He wasn't paying, like, the artists. He uh, was fucking over collectors. And, it, and like, he finally got run out of town, I guess. Because, yeah. like, his, <laughs> his space finally got shut down. But, like, yet he was taking out full-page ads and, like, juxtapose and High Fructose yeah. Magazine. Like... We it was had, crazy. Like, we had something. Is it last year or two years ago? What? There's a place down here on Detroit. Um, it's been like multiple things. It's one of those spots that every three years it just becomes something else. I don't know why. It just never does well. But it it was a howl at the moon for like a month. And the guys that opened it, same thing. They hired staff, brought all these people on. And then just ghosted everybody. Like everyone showed up to work one day for the opening night, and the owners just never showed up, and wow. no one ever saw them again. No shit, I <laughs> yeah, know that happened. The, it, uh, Sauce Tap Room is what it is now. Oh, it's oh. It's but before. right before that, it was supposed to be a howl at the moon. When was this? Like five years ago? Six no, years ago? two years ago, maybe. No, right? Shit. It was before the pandemic for sure. I but, had no uh, clue. That's insane. Thank you so much. The service here is very good. <laughs> when she bring you down? When she bring down for you? Uh, a medication. Yeah, medication. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Your prescription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So speaking of, um, I actually just got some news I would like to talk about. Hell Please. Yeah. Um, so I have been using cannabis like the entire time. I've I was diagnosed as terminal in July of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought I'd be dead by September, and I wasn't, and I'm still not, and they don't know why. Um, and I was keeping from them that I was using cannabis because I thought maybe there would be a lawsuit later for wrongful death because my, uh, doctor skipped a scan and that scan is why I'm in my situation. Um, I don't have that doctor anymore and hopefully no one ever goes to him. It's Dr. Mesco at Cleveland Clinic. Don't go to him. (laughs) Do not go to him. Wait, what happened with the doctor? You can tell it later. Well, he skipped my scan. Because he thought I looked so good and I'd been doing so well. And let's just wait till your 10-year anniversary. Because I had ten, cancer 10 years ago, too. It, they took part of my leg. Okay. Um, and he broke protocol. You're not supposed to do that. You you have to do a scan every year. So fuck that guy. Fuck him in the face. Uh, so <laughs> I've been using cannabis this whole time. And so I finally told my oncologist to my palliative care. I'm like, hey, I didn't tell you but now i'm gonna tell you because i don't care i've been using cannabis this whole time and i was like maybe that's why my my tumors have actually shrunk okay like by multiple centimeters and they were like cool like okay yeah that might be the reason then so i'm actually starting a protocol based on a clinical trial at sloan kettering where i take 300 milligrams of thc as a suppository every day Uh, You don't get high that way, and it goes straight straight into your bloodstream. And so we will see now in another three months when I have scans what that crazy amount will do. Okay. Because one person who did this said that their tumor shrunk by 25%. Every scan, and that's like that's like a each huge scan. Thing. So every every that's time they rescan, a major like she had palate. She had um, stage four pancreatic cancer, and was in the same situation as me. Like you know, you're going to be dead in like a couple months, and that was ten years ago. Yeah. 
So, so do you, and I, I know you're open about it. Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions about it? Go for it. Okay. Uh, so you said you had cancer 10 years ago? Yes. And then came back? Yes. Came back to the day. Okay. Which was freaky. Yeah. And that was, you said it was last year or two years ago? Uh, last year. Last year. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, what kind of cancer is it? It's sarcoma. So it started in my leg and then I guess... After they removed part of my leg, some of it still got into my bloodstream and sat dormant for 10 years. And really? Wow. I started, like, getting, like, my abdomen was, like, I looked like I was pregnant. And I thought I was getting fat from COVID, from yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> and I Which we all yeah. were. <laughs> but, and the last thing you want to do is go to the emergency room in a pandemic, you know. Yeah. But then yeah. I went to the emergency room and, like, no one was in there. And I'm like, hi, I need a CT scan. They're like, right this way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Best service ever. And then they were like, oh, we have to transfer you to Fairview Hospital. I'm like, Okay. And then, like, I thought it was just going to be masses growing in me or something like yeah. that. And they were like, uh, you are so full of cancer. We've never seen a woman as riddled with cancer as you are. So it's everywhere. It's, like, wow. in my lungs, in my kidney, shoulder, hip, all around my spine, in between my spine. Oh, I've um, never heard of – oh, okay. Yeah, it, like, just – it decided to pop up all over the place. That's so. an, and you couldn't tell, like, before, like, unless, like, the weight gain, like, you Yeah, the notice. weight gain was the only thing that tipped me off. Wow. But when I had cancer the first time, I had this lump on my leg, but, like, apparently I had tumors, like, wandering throughout, throughout my calf and everything. I didn't feel a thing. Yeah. So. That's nuts. Yeah. And they said – you said that they gave you till September? Well, they didn't at the time. I kept asking, like, how bad is this because I need to make plans? Like, because they were like, there is no operation. There is no nothing. Like, there's nothing we can do for you except keep you comfortable. Um, and I was like, okay, well, how? And they're like, well, we can't really say. And I'm like, well, I, I need to, I already had a will, but, like, I had to, you know, like, all my artwork sold immediately because everyone yeah. was like, oh, she's going to be dead soon. Those would be worth money. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I was, like, getting all my affairs in order and everything. And then it was only later that they were like, hey, yeah, we didn't want to tell you, but we didn't think you were going to live past September. So. Oh, just, okay. So they came later and said, yeah. you've already surpassed our, our expectations. Mm -hmm. Do you think, I mean, it seems like, it, especially, it's, so this thing that you're going to start doing now, is it, is it kind of experimental? A, a little bit, yeah. A little bit? Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that yet another reason marijuana should not be illegal and yeah. like, fucking Mike, Mike DeWine is such a piece of shit and you know he's, he's been <laughs> like you know he's debated about this so many times and you know so many people go to Michigan when I've gone to stores in Michigan like I remember the first time I went to one and they were like oh you know they look at your driver's license they're like you're, you're like the eighth person from Ohio to come this morning mm -hmm. that's where I go yeah yeah. Everyone does. So like yeah. might get it together. Like I mean and the and the medical, like everyone I know who has medical complains about it because you can only get like so much and the fee to renew your card is a lot. And then it sounds yeah. like you sit in a waiting room at the dispensary waiting forever and you're waiting for your order. They got your order wrong or like whatever happens and like you know the like, people describe it like going to the DMV. Like, it's not fun. Yeah. It's not like a happy, <laughs> I actually, like, I'm going to buy some weed. Oh, it's I have like, heard oh, that. But then no, you, it's you, not like where yeah. you go into a real store and... Yeah. 
Yeah, like, like Mad Men is like, like an yeah. Apple store. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what yeah. I was going to my, say. My, my brother went in there for the first time, and he, like, cried. He was like, I wished for this in the 1970s when I was a young man. <laughs> it's like Disneyland yeah. for stoners. Yeah. But that's, it's funny. That's exactly what my – the ones that I go to in Detroit, the ones I went to in Denver, same thing. It's like going in an Apple store. Yeah. Like, how can we help you today? This is amazing. Tom will be your server. Yeah. I mean, and there's I'm janky like, ones, too. Tom, here's $300. Let's get fucking crazy. Yeah, there's janky ones, too, that I've been in that are pretty fun. Funny, but like I love the the really fancy ones because they're just so yeah. like over the top. Like this one I went to in Vegas was just it was crazy. But no. yeah, I mean Mike Dewine needs to just let it go because it's gonna come sooner or later that it'll be federal. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, we all know it's happening. Yeah, but it's just like why prolong it? You have a state that has this major medical facility, like. Already, my palliative care at one point, even they were like, Oh, we could give you this one drug that's like kind of like got some THC in it, and blah blah. I'm like, Well, then why the fuck can't you just like give me like gummies or something? You yeah. know, and then it's like I go through this whole pain in the ass to get my morphine because that's a controlled substance, but then oxy, oh, you want some oxy here, take all the oxy you want. Yeah. You know, it's like that's more dangerous than oh, way more fucking weed, mm-hmm. way more. That is. That but is one of the main so sources like, of people that get hooked after they, after they mm-hmm. leave the hospital. Those are those people that then turn to things like yeah. meth or heroin yeah. because it's much much cheaper and it dulls and kills pain. Kurt Angle, the wrestler, had a drug problem. Now they call they start calling him Perk Angle because he was just addicted to Percocet. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a super common thing. People, yeah. people who are like or, boomers yeah. who are older still have like they it's been grilled into them that it's a bad naughty thing that like even still like my mother in law, she tried it, she really loved it, it really helped with her sleeping after she had a stroke, you know. But she's like, oh, are there any side effects? And like you know, she still won't go to a store to buy it, even though she's in Massachusetts because she's like so scared to still. Mm-hmm. And then like every person, you know, they're like, oh, are you going to have any side effects? I'm like, there are no side effects. Yeah. Like, yeah. but they still are just like <laughs> scared to do it because I know what you're talking about. Though, like, gr- them. like growing up. Uh, growing up, the, the term was gateway drug. Like, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. starts with weed and ends with fucking death. Yeah. And I'm like, alcohol I haven't died yet. Oh, yeah, alcohol. alcohol is way more, yeah. way more people die from alcohol every yeah. day. Like three people have died from marijuana in like marijuana history, and it's mainly because they, <laughs> they just were weren't doing paying attention. They too. were doing some other, yeah, they were you know antagonizing a large animal. Yeah, <laughs> some <laughs> shit like that. So alcohol Mike kills like I mean, twenty thousand people a day. Mike is one of those people yeah. who was like, you know, he probably watched Reefer Madness when he was a child mm-hmm. and was like, oh dear, oh no, I don't Which know is, what I'm gonna do about that. That's sadly a funny movie. It shouldn't be. It really funny. is. Oh no, it yeah, it's <laughs> but like it's crazy that it's just oh it's sad because I can't believe people like fell for that. That was shit. a real yeah, thing. You smoke weed, you're gonna be in the closet just like yeah. just freaking out. They, they they man, that was really like '80s, early even early '90s. And it was Dare really, and all that stuff. Dare was you know? hilarious. Mm-hmm. Dare was so because it just it beat it into your head like literally like no no no. There's no they made it out. There's no other path. If you smoke marijuana, you're gonna do cocaine. You're gonna do heroin. Yeah. You're gonna start hooking. It's the Roman Catholics <laughs> of social lives. Yeah, that was it. And the first time I got high, I was just like, I don't like feel like I want cocaine. 
I want a little more of this weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's also the lie that you don't get high the first time. Also not true. Yeah, that's not true. So if anyone is listening and someone tells you that, weed. you're going to get high. Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't smoke all through high school and college. I used to get made fun of in high school because I didn't smoke pot. But I only started smoking it um, when I had my first surgery when I first got cancer because I had this thing on my leg, you know, to, like, keep it straight and, like, all the shit and I was a side sleeper and so like uh, pot was the only thing that could I could sleep with yeah. you know and so that's when I started really using it mm-hmm. what's well, also the 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 amazing amount of things that that you can I, I don't know all of them but the things that it does cure and does help uh yeah. I, I nausea just simple stuff yeah like nausea hangovers I can tell you for sure cures yeah. that because uh, I had one I, this even morning. depression. Like when I get depressed, I'm like, oh, I hate myself. And I smoke weed. I'm like, I hate myself for this reason. Well, it's a pretty funny reason to hate yourself. Why do I? Oh my god! I'm Turns out it's not that bad. Like, I'm glad anyway, I got through this. Man, my mom didn't give me enough attention as a kid. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it it has a lot of medicinal purpose, like a growing amount of medicinal purposes that I, that that kind of still gets ignored strangely, especially at this state at, at this. In 2020, where we are. I mean, I'll admit, I kind of thought like a bunch of fucking hippies telling me like, oh, this cures cancer and it beats cancer cells. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go with the lasers. Thank you very much. But um, (laughs) it's but, you know, hey, the hippies were right. (laughs) <laughs> it's, but it's hey. hard to listen to hippies though so it is Hi- hippies might have ruined you like oh like if anyone's like oh i want to smoke weed and hippies like yeah man it makes everything worth it i'd be like shut up cheech <laughs> i don't want to hear this shit that I well yeah yeah that maybe it's yeah. hard when it's being delivered that way you're like okay i don't think that's true but i'll still smoke yeah but uh yeah it's it's it, every year more and more things are coming out that actually helps with this it actually helps with that it actually helps with this maybe not necessarily curing but certainly alleviates a lot of pain I mean, a lot of people's problem is they just don't know their dosage. That's really what it comes down to. Because my mom did try some of it for, uh, you know, after she had had a surgery. And she goes, I just don't like when the ceiling starts to melt. (laughs) And I was like, Mom, that means you took too much. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do it again anyway. And I'm like, well, just try it again and take like two milligrams. Don't take five, you know. (laughs) That's why the stores are such a a godsend. Because I do, I like the edibles. Uh, But a lot of people don't. Because and it's usually because it sneaks up on you. <laughs> oh, very. Oh, well, yeah. see, I I actually do. I, I I like buying them from the uh, from the uh, um, whatever weed store, uh, the dispensary. Why can I not think of that word? Oh, um, okay. because Ohio. it is like like they'll give you like the, the chocolate bar and it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, <And they'll, laughs> philanthropist. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Uh, and they'll uh, <laughs> but they'll tell you like the milligrams and yeah. then they'll like it doesn't and they they cure all those misconceptions too. Like it doesn't matter if you're a bigger guy. That actually doesn't really. You know, two hundred and eighty pound dudes can maybe not do as much as that little girl. It's not like, like wine. It's, they're like you are going to have to kind of do a little bit of trial and error, but it's still more regulated. Like when my friends would make brownies, it was all fucked up. Oh god! Like all yeah. the butter yeah. would go into one brownie. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then like someone's just like out of their mind in the corner, and everyone else is just like, I don't feel, I don't feel a uh-huh. goddamn thing. You, you ever have the friend that they didn't feel anything, and you do, so then they're like kind of angry, so they fuck with you a little bit. That's all. That was all my childhood. I'd be like, I'd yeah. be, you'd be like eating brownies. So I don't feel shit. I'm like, I do. They're like, dude, there's nothing in this fucking shit. These were dope. I remember my, doing oh, that. Yeah, I was on were. mescaline. I bought some mescaline from someone at a party, and the whole party, I kept going up to him like, dude, I don't feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And someone else like, I'm fucking tripping out, my guy. <laughs> I'm like, I did, yeah, I, but I always liked the other ones because of that. Like, I, 
we did them. I really like like Saturday afternoon edibles too, especially if I know we're gonna not go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, cool, <laughs> we're gonna order some food, maybe watch a movie, because it, it always happens where I don't think that I'm high, and then I say something immediately right after that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I don't really feel anything. Where am I? I can't find my mm-hmm. legs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give yeah, you're, it ten minutes. It's, like, it's, it's always someone that does more. Yeah. Like, doesn't know, like, and then five minutes later, like, why the fuck did I just double up? Oh, yeah, <laughs> This yeah. is an awful idea. Yeah, I've ruined a night or two by thinking yeah. thinking I didn't take enough and then took too much. Even when you know better, ruined. too. Oh, yeah. I've done, I've like, done you know better. Times. And you're like, no, it was... Multiple dumb. times. I ruined one of my nights <laughs> in Denver by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't really feel anything. Before dinner, I'm just going to get a little bit more of that chocolate. Yeah. And then I'm you're at dinner. I'm just like, I need to go back to the Airbnb, and I don't want to talk about I'm it. I'm scared. <laughs> 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 You're uh, I I did want to ask about like uh the the, the painting cuz I know there's different types of styles I guess. I, what what would you consider yours? Um so I get put into the pop surrealism genre a lot, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um but I do like the two different styles like I have the portraits and figurative work and then I have like really abstract work. Yeah. Um so that I guess would be like um psychedelic art or biomorphic do, or just do, abstraction. Is that yeah. something that you lean toward or just you just kind of naturally, that's just kind of the way it comes out? That's just the way it comes out yeah. with the abstracts. I let the painting do the work. I really mm-hmm. don't plan stuff out with that yeah. too much. You let um, the tweets speak for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I don't know. That was always, uh, I, I'm not obviously like a, a, a well-versed in, in, in art, but I mean, I do enjoy a lot of it. And I like some of the abstract, and but then I also just like some of those like portraits that I'll see at the museum, like the of just like a countryside. Like some of that is just, it's all just so impressive, like to me, to like a layman who who sees things like that and really gets kind of not just kind of blown away by because it. it's really really impressive. Like anyone that can do something like that or that can you know like you know shred on a guitar while singing a, a like a complicated line, like those things are just they're. Since they're so like kind of beyond my grasp, anytime I see something like that, it's very, very impressive. The yeah. thing that Brian does is impressive. You know, being able to go on stage, and in some cases, we, we talk about, you know, bands that have to, you're going to have to play in front of five people. He's going to have to, and has, not recently, but has, yeah. he knew going into comedy, there was a time where he's going to go on stage, and he is going to eat shit for eight minutes, and at two minutes, he's going to think, Thank God my time is always up, and that guy's in the back like, no, you have like six more minutes. Of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then just you just put your head down, and just power through. Like most people, freak out by that and yeah. can't. We, they can't. We even had a moment too, like when he saw me at the festival, and I was like, yeah, that set sucked. He goes, it was fine. I was like, no, nah, I fucked up like a joke. I fucked it up. I hated it. You're like, no, dude, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I mean, it's it's that. It's like like yeah. that. It's not or being able but to like, still play be, like act comfortable on stage because mm-hmm. I looked comfortable. Act, no, you look completely comfortable. Yeah. But I mean, it's stuff like that is always to, to like like uh, like a professional spectator like myself. It's amazing <laughs> to see. It's it's always really really impressive, and I always get kind of really kind of taken aback by because it it's just I just. It's so beyond my grasp to, to do those things. So it's, it's impressive. I really like the yeah, stuff that you do. You. Yeah. No, it's nice to do the abstracts some, because, like, you don't have to make a thing look exactly like the thing. That's why I charge more for portrait commissions because it's like, yeah. you know, you have to make it look like them. Mm. And that's actually yeah. more work. <laughs> Does the weed help with that, too? I actually don't smoke when I'm – I don't – It's completely I've, I've never – I've always been – 
sober. Um, I like how you didn't change that because that's what like when people drink and then they do stand up and then they they don't drink when they do stand up but then they start drinking when they do stand up. It's like, that's oh awesome. man, like it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same thing. But, but that's kind of also like a trial like, and error because well, you you hear artists like or musicians. They're like, I don't. I don't drink or, or do anything before I play a show. Yeah. Other yeah. like I do before if every show. If I have to show. do public speaking now, I I get really fucking high. Like every TV appearance, <laughs> every TV fucking appearance rips. I've ever done, like you can't tell that I'm bombed yeah. out of my mind because that's how nervous I am. Did oh, you smoke really? before this? I look like no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like. You're welcome to. You can look on YouTube any of my like TV appearances. I did like um. (laughs) Go for it, man. I did uh like a talk. I did that pachacha talk and everything. Like I got bombed out of my mind. I went up to my husband right before I had to go on stage. I was like, I'm so fucked up. I don't think I could do this. I got way more fucked up than I thought I was going to. And then he was like, you know, what are you gonna do? And I'm like, I have to still go on. And then I went on, and it was completely like I. Well, at first I went on, and I forgot what my first opening line was. And I somehow came up with something else. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, I just powered through it, and I was bombed out of my mind. But you couldn't tell because that's how nervous I was Mm -hmm. the whole time. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. My husband keeps asking about. Great. You get a lighter. I do have a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. I don't know if you guys know what's happening right now. What? We well, wanted... Ben was so loud next to the mic there. Oh, it's cool. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the whole thing. Oh, no, I don't have a letter on me. It's in my car. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll text Yeah, he's going to text his wife. She's going to run down here with a lighter. We need a lighter. We require fire. Help me. I'm don't scared. I could use a restroom, too. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure to take a you'll, picture, You'll run too. into it as soon as you... Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Did Joe ask you about that lighter? <laughs> <laughs> we could use we, it uh, right Yeah, the... um. It is funny because, but again, that's a like that's something that I can't do. Like I would never be able to if I had to give a speech or present anything like that. I have to be completely clear, no huh. matter how nervous I am. Yeah, because it works for my husband too. Like he's had to, you know, when he's done book tours or like when he's had to give book talks or whatever. Like he'll get just super stoned, and he normally he stutters. Yeah. And when he gets stoned, he doesn't stutter. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Because he said it slows his mind down enough where he can actually, like, complete a thought. Whereas before, like, he'll restart a sentence five or six times. Yeah, yeah I can't, like, I don't have, like, a massive, like, THC tolerance. Like, it doesn't take much for me to get nice and And you toasty. smoke a lot, too. No, I mean, I, I... Not, like, every day, but, like... I frequent. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, I will, you know, yeah. I, I just, my situation my and my stress, my tolerance went up a lot, which got very expensive, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, sure. Because <laughs> yeah. it used to be like, oh, my God, 10 milligrams, woo! And now <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck, I'm up to 35. I guess this is okay, you know? <laughs> Man, you're getting Snoop level. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, the, uh, yeah. I can't... Uh, also, like, I'm also, like, a very much, like, a... A homebody once I hit a certain time yeah, too. Like yeah. w- once I get to once it's like seven, eight o'clock, unless we're at dinner, I see no reason for me to be outside. Yeah. Uh, I like doing stuff in the daytime and at night, you know, unless we're doing something kind of. But spe- for the most part, her and I are we're here at like Saturday. We're here at seven thirty or eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and then that's when I like to maybe you know take a bit of a gummy, or you know get high a little bit, and then we like to just watch a movie and hang out. Yeah. The one thing that I can do in public. And this was also trial and error. Is those little mints? I can actually take those where it's the the dosage. It's so low. Oh, they're like two point five. Yeah, it's yeah. so low. It's almost like an enhancer. So it's it's not something where I'm just like sitting there, just like someone take me home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which the other stuff that would eventually happen. 
I really like that. Uh, uh, what was that? What's that one gas station we? That's now. There's a gas, gas station. Yeah, weed. there's a gas. There's a. You can get it at like, uh, like uh, vape shops and everything. It's like a loophole. Oh, the Delta Nine and the Delta, Delta Eight. Yeah, Delta yeah. 9 I and actually Delta started 8. ordering that stuff, and you know what was funny? We thought it was like. I mean, I do. I call it kids stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, I I got it from this company. My friend told me about and took two of them because I'm like, well, this is going to be weak, so I'm going to take two. Yep. Totally knocked me on my ass. <laughs> um, and it's really good. It does work. Um, however, you're not getting any medical benefit from it. You're just getting high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that's uh, what I've read about it. <laughs> it is uh, a good loophole. I will say I've, that. It's I've like such the... a tiny portion of the plant. That... Yeah, here comes the lighter. Oh, that's, oh that, the there coming. goes the fire. Yeah, she was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Delta Eight and the Delta Nine. I don't know what the difference between. I think Nine is like slightly more potent than Eight. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, they they sell it in gummies and brownies and tinctures and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's funny. It's called gas station. THC. I call it a gas station. T- well, because it's well, like that, that. I'm going to call it that now because that's like a perfect way to describe right? that. I was literally you were so about, confused. Like, I, I said really it, like, not, oh. I was literally like, am I really not paying attention at Gecko? They have <laughs> like gas that was. I was like gas station because I yeah. noticed that the the planet of the vapes billboard had a sign for it, but instead of spelling out Delta. They just had the delta symbol, like the triangle. Yeah, you know the 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 Latin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. So they're selling it everywhere. They're trying to they're trying to scare. The, they're trying to confuse the cops. But it's actually <laughs> more expensive. That's the thing that sucks. It is yeah. quite expensive. But also, it's like there's like there's definitely like a weed, especially just in Cleveland for me, because I've I've only been here seeing weed. It's what what's the. Uh, it's Delta. Um, what's below it? It's uh, it's the same as weed. They sell at gas stations too. Um, smoking everything. That beer um, got to me. No, it's uh, it's it's not it's not THC. It's oh, the CBD. CBD. Oh, CBD. Yeah. Delta. CBD is kind of kid stuff too, but you have to get like really strong stuff or medical grade. Otherwise, it's just like you know, like anytime I see that, like you know, there's CBD water. I'm like, dude, you're not getting like any benefit from that. Like the amount of CBD that's in that is like so. Minuscule. Yeah, oh yeah, just a marketing thing. More. It's a marketing thing. But CBD yeah. like oil, like CBD oil is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get like the really good hardcore stuff, yeah. I, 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 actually, like we have it for like we have it for like like we use it for like sore muscles. It's a it's amazing. I like bu- some of it's really oh the topical stuff. Oh my god, yeah. oh yeah, it's really really helpful. I, I bought that shit from fucking uh, what's that one? Uh, a, not a video store. I got it from a video store that shut down. And they had CBD and like the thing, so there's like they recommended two drops, so I did six, because <laughs> that's how it goes. And I was like, this, this is it. It, it didn't like I didn't get high from it. I, maybe it was placebo too, placebo okay. effect. But I just kind of was just like, I did that. I'm I just fine. love your thought process. The recommended doses of two. You're like, I'll do six. Yeah, I did six. <laughs> I started off at four. Okay, <laughs> built my way up. Built my really own tolerance. To I, love I love it though. Gas stations. I, yeah, I want to call. I want to call Delta a gas station. Yeah. Gas PC station weed. Or whatever. Yeah. Gas station weed. I like that. It gets you high, but there's no fucking benefit. <laughs> the benefit's yeah. getting high. What? Yeah. That's a benefit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like That's fine. fine I mean, that. it's fine. I guess, yeah. Like, if you take it for sleep, then yeah, great. But if you're taking it also because, like, your back hurts or, like, you know, you've oh, got yeah, inflammation yeah, yeah. or something, that's yeah. not going to help anything. No. Yeah. yeah. The but, uh, yeah, yeah, for a sleeping sure. pill, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you have any like shows or anything coming up? 
Um, I just had a show in New York that was 50 drawings, and I was amazed I was able to do that because my dexterity in my fingers has cha changed a lot, like especially my thumbs with yeah. the arthritis because of the chemo. Mm -hmm. um, so I just came off of that, so I don't have anything planned, but I am applying for like some residencies and shows where like they pay you, you know, for your uh, studio space and like meals and things like that. Um, so there's one in New Orleans I'm applying to. Um, but other than that, yeah, just like eventually I'll get back to painting, but I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're still promoting books and stuff. Yeah. They're cool, though. She's been painting some handbags. Yeah, I started painting handbags for some friends. Oh, that's cool. With like acrylic paint, and it came really, really easily. Like I did a passport <laughs> cover for another friend recently, so that might turn into something. We'll see. That's cool. I don't have any. I have fanny packs. Fanny packs. <laughs> it's kind of pretty much pack. a handbag. I pretty a much wallet. a handbag for my fanny. I have fanny. a wallet. I have, I have a wallet. That's yeah, a, that's a wallet. All I have. my. I love fanny packs. I'd... I do have my art on some fanny packs. Oh, actually, okay, okay. That you I'll can let's... buy through my shop. I'll let oh, you know. They're cause... the abstract ones. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, okay. buy. I'm gonna buy. I'll trip people out while they're staring Christmas. at my cock. Christmas is. <laughs> it's like right above my deck. Christmas is not a fanny pack. Christmas is coming up. I'm gonna get you one of those. Yeah, yeah. Because Brian does like and rocks the fanny pack. I love. I don't have one today, but I got like three fanny packs. Got work out one got a big one where i can put my jerry seinfeld book in it and i got a little one <laughs> got a little one where i can put a little when i when i want to spend 25 dollars on a on a vape for five thousand hits i can put that <laughs> shit in there no leakage <laughs> well, that's awesome so where can everybody find your stuff yeah at arabellaproffer.com arabellaproffer.com definitely go to her instagram because there's a lot of examples of i mean it's a, it's a lot of examples of your, your drawings and paintings and they're it, it, it's impressive and it's cool i, I definitely encourage everyone to please yeah check out her shop get some of these the, these uh the paintings i'm definitely gonna buy a fanny pack yeah, gotta get the fanny pack. <laughs> yeah we gotta get christmas stuff. presents it's christmas. yeah exactly thanksgiving is uh... i'll send you a link just to the fanny packs yeah yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> wait was thanksgiving already happened because this when did this come out this episode yeah it's already happened. oh thanksgiving was three days it'll be next week yeah <laughs> it's fine no no thanksgiving was like three days ago i'm guys. still full yeah <laughs> oh my god rumbly in my tumbly am i right yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's the weed's good. Yeah, yeah. Never, <laughs> never forget that time. That football game was a football game. It was, was a fall football game. Uh -huh. Teams played sports. Man, some of them had long sleeve shirts on. And some some of them didn't. didn't. I was like, whoa. I couldn't what, are you hear guys half chilly? of it because the leaf blowers were going. Mm -hmm. you know? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all things that mm -hmm. have happened already. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe that Browns <laughs> game ended how it went. You know? Crazy, crazy. So when I first moved to Cleveland, I thought the Browns were owned by the same family that owns. A and W root beer because why would you have those colors otherwise? <laughs> cream, the, the cream. It's the, uh, it's the I guy. like legitimately thought they had something to do with one another because yeah. I was like, these are a horrible color combination. Yeah. But it, oh, it's A and W root beer. I see. Oh, oh maybe yeah. they own them. I don't know. And you couldn't <laughs> figure out why every time you went to the game, they just didn't have the root beer. Yeah. I, I would it never looked... go to a game. Ever. Yeah, it's we actually got offered tickets today. I was like, nah, I'm good. You did? Yeah. You should have called me, man. The, Next uh, time. I've only been in that stadium twice, one of which was um, my husband Ben running across the finish line after um, a race where they, the 50-yard the line was where you ended the race. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went and saw you, too, there. Oh, shit. Oh, I was uh, outside listening to it where the people that couldn't afford tickets were. <laughs> I was way up in the nosebleed. Like, like they looked like ants, like you... 
had to watch the jumbotrons yeah. because they were so tiny. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy's like, "Hey man, we're bringing our boat in." I'm like, "Cause you need a friend that has a boat. I don't want to buy a we boat. We all need a friend that has but, a boat." But uh, so I just so we just sat on his boat right outside the stadium. Oh, that's nice though. It was actually nice. Yeah, yeah that was a really it, nice evening. It was yeah. a really nice night, and we just sat there right in the water and just uh, just listened and drank beer. It was so. It was I still fun. have mm-hmm. not been on Lake Erie. I've lived here since 2004, and I still have not been on the water. Oh, I live should. right on it though. I have a view of it, and I've never like I don't I don't know if I know anyone with a boat. What can you, wait? Well, you could. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's already getting chilly, so I wouldn't even want to go on a boat because at well, least not, it's yeah, summer. I well, go I was now, thinking. Like, I was thinking like yeah, when oh, yeah. uh, when summertime goes, you can do that. The the. Uh, I the, took my mom on that. Yeah, I took I don't my know, mom but on it, that. Like, if the good time is not a good time, I can't get off. Yeah. You have a bad time, a good time. If yeah. you, well, you have to take people with you that you'll have a good time with. And like, I was weed. with my. We took my mom there for her birthday, and she really had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It was. It was that. It was a good time. Did, it was. Did, it was did, she, after, did she have a bunch of good people with her? Great people. Afterwards, they all got a good company. All the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's your Instagram too? Let let, let them know. Instagram.com backslash Arabella Proffer. I don't have any like saucy username or anything. Sorry. On Twitter, I do, but it's not. Well, what's your Twitter too? Uh, It's just my my married name spelled backwards, Vendetta Bella. Vendetta Bella. (laughs) Vendetta Bella. That's pretty sweet. Peek at the Babble. Because uh, a porn actress decided to take the name Bella Vendetta, even though I had it before her and I married Ben Vendetta. Um, But she and I actually uh, talked and and she's a very nice girl. But unfortunately, yeah, if you go look up Bella Vendetta, it goes to I will, but it's not for the why you think. (laughs) She's hardcore enough that she got kicked off of Suicide Girls, put it that way. What? Damn. We actually know a couple of suicide. Yeah, a couple have been on. Yeah. yeah, I used to live across the street from the HQ. It was also across the street from the Psychiatry Kills Museum. No that shit. That the uh, Scientologists had for a while. I had a lovely view of that from my That's kitchen window. That's an awesome. But, block. but the fact that the Suicide Girls HQ was like catty corner to it was just hilarious. Yeah, like it's like one way you lose your faith, another way you lose your money. <laughs> I don't know which one is which. And it's well, weird. you know that other one they want you to take an IQ test. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's why I don't support Suicide Girls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Scientology is a whole thing I could get into, oh, but that's, oh, that's a whole other episode. episode. Because <laughs> I I lived episode. in a building where whoever lived there before me got the scientology uh industry magazine like the hollywood industry magazine oh it was very very interesting reading. it was hilarious well like, and, and every cover story every person on the cover was a writer for either ncis csi <laughs> like one of the like a procedural of some kind like it was always like Grey's anatomy <laughs> like it was always a writer for one of those shows it was kind of they're like oh i used to be a level p7 now i'm a p12 you know and like oh the, the ph scales of religion that's what it sounds like my thetan levels were this and, and then i started doing more workbooks and then my thetan level <laughs> got to this I, don't, I have no idea how anyone gets indoctrinated with that uh, nowadays be because it comes off as self-help at first then q started running kids through the pizza parlor now i understand the zeno obviously he's real but <laughs> but I mean like nowadays not like if someone if someone gets sucked into Scientology this week yeah, you were probably going to get picked off by something You stupid. were going to get picked <laughs> up by someone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cults fascinate me and the people Same. who fall for them because they are a lot of times really smart people, but there's something emotionally you, stunted in them. Thing. that I, they. And also it's like these life coaches, 
like life coaching kind of to me is is like another version of Racket. it because it's like you don't have a degree in anything you don't have real training also if you're a life coach you better be fucking killing yeah, it in your be, own life yeah, like, you better be a like, business and coach most too life like, I'm a life coach have i have a couple really messy personal lives terrible yeah. they're well, so i always wanted to have a life coach come on but there's no way it's not going to it's not going to come off well because sometime during that i'm going to be like it doesn't even seem like your life is really all that yeah. great how are you giving people advice on how to live their life also i assume you need to ride home like that's, <laughs> that's like just cuz i i've no i've i've met a couple and after 15 minutes, I'm like, how How do you have a client? Yeah. One, I just got high with you in this bar. <laughs> so I'm a life coach. You're already making some bad choices because you don't know me. Yeah, so I think people who... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think the people who fall for like, yeah, like any kind of cult, they'll fall for life coaching. They'll fall for oh, any yeah. self help, anything like Amway, that. You name it, they're yeah. gonna fall for that. Because I, I was just watching, Get I just watched the fair, uh, uh, a Heaven's fair. Gate documentary. Oh gosh, yeah. And, that's... Uh, and they were like, they were, they were like the same thing. They're like, it's amazing. The people that are that were drawn in by this, they're highly educated. They're highly personable. Like, but there's just they all have this one little. This one little trait that just sucks them in. It's weird. I just watched that documentary that called called The Way Down. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. HBO. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was more, you know, like, I'm just going to say whatever about Christianity and I'll get followers somehow, you know, and you will. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you will. They will come to you. I need to start doing that for my comedy. Just start tweeting about God. Maybe I'll get more, like, Make up your own religion. I really, the giant, like, (laughs) my favorite was the giant, the giant flying spaghetti monster. You guys know about that? No. Oh, it's like there's this whole look up on Wikipedia. There's like someone created a whole mythology of the giant flying spaghetti monster. Okay, and it's, it, it, it's like that's like a joke religion, but you know people believe in it. Doesn't the singer from Fields of the Nephilim have a fake religion that he invented? Possibly. I think he does. Possibly. Possibly. Carl McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I've seen a couple like uh, the Jonestown one I've watched. Um, I've seen a bunch of the Scientology ones, uh, like the uh, the what is it, Going Clear? Yeah. That one I watched a lot of the the pot, so many. I've, I I had about like about a six months span where I could not get enough of just like Cold podcasts, stuff. anything. Like yeah. I just couldn't get out it of get, it. It gets too. It becomes too much yeah. at one point because I was like, would I ever be? I'm not gullible enough. But there's a deep thought. I was like, would I ever be gullible enough? And I, there's a chance yeah. I could be at the right time. Know. Someone could persuade me if I was in a bad spot. Or like I needed to find. You something would have in to life. be in a really bad spot. Like I met someone who actually was like a Mormon, like child bride kind of almost. Oh. And <laughs> she said uh, the reason she joined the Mormon church was because of the whole community that they had, and that and she lacked that in her own life, and mm-hmm. like she wanted a family and all this stuff, and that and it gave it to her, and things were going great <sighs> for a while until. Yeah. You know, one of the elders started to tell her about how she needed to conduct her sex life. And then she was like, okay, bye. So this is the plot of Midsummer. <laughs> no. Just the plot. <laughs> but I think that's for, for a lot of people, yeah, it's like a community aspect. It's a family aspect. It's like, you know, also like I'm just tired and I need someone to tell me what to do. I don't want to sure. tell myself oh, yeah, what yeah, to do. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like, do you I know need, what I mean? I need, I, need, I need form of higher power. Like in my daily decision making. Yeah. I need a direction. I need someone to give mm-hmm. me the direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to or can't or for whatever reason. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. Don't <laughs> drink the punch. It's like, but you could just go to a shrink. But, yeah. But, but, but then, you know, a lot of people who go to shrinks don't want to get better. So. Yeah. Or fucking a medium. I don't know. Yeah. Some people are like medium. actually addicted to just going to shrinks. 
they just they like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, it's it's a very strange. It does, yeah, it doesn't help. So like if like a, a, a like Nor, if Norman Bates like in one of the psycho movies. I don't know if he he probably didn't go to shrink. But no. if he did, it wouldn't help. It would help for a minute, but then you're just like, yeah, I want to kill. I don't somebody. know if it does. I, I, it probably helps some. I well, I'm like, saying like for some like people, year, like some people I, doesn't I help. I got worse. A lot of people, I think, is I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> Let's try something new. <laughs> yeah, I went for like a year and I think I got worse. <laughs> I want to go to a therapist, but yeah, insurance is a bitch. Oh my god, oh. it's so expensive. Yeah. Even like, I mean, if I didn't have insurance, like, I think the one thing I looked up, it w- it would have been like seven hundred dollars for like yeah. one visit. It's insane. What the well, hell? Well, a lot of them also. It, it's it's getting harder with insurance, or even even insurance of your jobs, because even the groups insurance are getting more segregated where it just it doesn't fall under like if your group insurance doesn't cover it for your company if your company offers the insurance and it doesn't then yeah you're paying a couple hundred per session and who can do that really yeah that's why you should just smoke pot it's cheaper mm-hmm. super cheap that's what we that's what we should end on just smoke pot everybody yeah <laughs> don't see a therapist get yeah. high <laughs> everyone will be like super chill and cool then yeah it'll be fine i agree Make weed cool. That again. is where we should end it. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. I Thank really you appreciate for having it. me. This it was fun. really nice meeting you. This also, was a lot I love of fun. your Undertaker gloves. There might be Undertaker gloves from like 1994. <laughs> it's a you compliment. are hands down the best dressed person that's ever come in yeah. here. <laughs> no, thank you. I think most people look at our and there's like, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing sweatpants and a Whitney yeah. oh, Houston yeah, t shirt. Yeah. But that most people come in like, they're like, Phew, yeah, I am not dressing up for those guys. No, yeah. <laughs> but no, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. It was, it was. You've led a very interesting life. Uh, just, I mean, things oh, that I, I didn't even go into the whole. Like, I know, me going like, to Russia and you, everything. You mentioned yeah. a bunch of things, and I was like, Jesus, we could do an hour just on that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah, I could do. It would get next time my mom visits, do a season with her. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bring her on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get like a, we got two more. She's got a Russian, a Russian documentary crew are coming in January to do a documentary about her. So it, we're like almost two yeah, hours. We're, yeah, we're, we're just two hours. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, again, thank you. For, it was really nice meeting you. Thank you so much for coming and taking time yeah. out and doing this. So I, I, I hope you had fun, just kind of yeah. bullshitting and talking about the stuff you do, and then of course. You know, Gremlins too, and we. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, really it's also interesting stuff. to see, like you know, that between art and music and comedy, all of us aren't getting paid enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the fucking thing. Creative pay, minds are fucked. Pay creatives more, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah no shit from book royalties. Like that is another one. I do know other. God, it's creatives amazing. are fucked. Creatives we're fucked. are. Yeah. Hey, we're all putting a pit. We're all we're all putting a hole not to succeed. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And then when you do succeed, that's why it means so much. You just need to whore yourself out to rich patrons. Whore yourself out to rich patrons. So everybody smoke some pot and buy some art and go see a show. And be a whore. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect way to end it. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) No problem. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you.